Welcome, everybody, to episode 88 of the Bombshell Podcast. I'm your host, DK Dynamite, with our lovely co-host today, Iron My Taco, our lead writer over on Detonated.com. Unfortunately, now, our good old Mr. Fajardi was not able to make it tonight due to some personal matters, but we, of course, didn't have an episode last Friday, and we'll get into why in a second, but Mr. Taco, how are you doing tonight, my friend? I'm doing great. I'm finally home. I'm chilling. I got this to start off because I want to do a bit. Hey, everybody. Uh, it's the show starting. Uh, action. Uh, there we go. <laughs> um, I'm on my new PC. I finally have one. And the it's the bombshell dude. one. If you haven't seen it, you can go to Apex Gaming. He's obviously... Spider-Man just put it in the chat. You can get one of three branded PCs for DK. It's not a, not, a, not, not a sponsored. It's just a plug. Well, it is sponsored, but not for the... You know <laughs> small, small plug, dude. Small plug. Small plug. Small plug. Yeah, we partnered with Apex Gaming PCs a couple of months ago. They've been awesome to work with. Uh, some of the nicest people ever that are very passionate about what they do. And as a reminder, over on Apex's website, I teamed up with them to put together three custom builds. All of which are still fully customizable, by the way. Uh, the nuclear bombshell and, hey, detonated models. Again, you could tweak them up. You could purchase them as is, finance them for as little as 60 bucks a month, get up to 200 off of each order with code DYNAMITE, and you can finance your build and still get it before you even finish paying it off. So really cool opportunities over on Apex, even if you decide to just fully build your own. Uh, but yeah, Mr. Taco right now is using the bombshell one. So uh, how poetic is that? He just got his bombshell PC, <laughs> and he's on bombshell. But yeah, it has been... The craziest last two weeks. Um, I have so many notes here because if I didn't write all these things down, I would have certainly forgot what's going on here. But <laughs> first off, literally a week ago, uh, you actually can't make this up. About a week ago, the day before the MW3 Shadow Siege event. Oh my God, real quickly, we're just getting spammed with uh, Super Chats and chat. Thank you so much. Uh, Shadow, Shadow Demon, is that his name? Shadow Demon. Shadow Demon, thank you so much for the $25 super chat. Really appreciate that. Really, really appreciate that. Thank you, buddy. I think our... Let me see. Oh, and then Streamlabs broke. Oh, my God. No way. <laughs> yeah. So, the... Let me turn off that, that dono pop-up. Oh, God. That has happened a few times now. Let me let me delete that. Uh, yeah, I can't even tell you how that's happening, chat. I do apologize for that audio. Um, let me just turn that down. There we go. That should have got rid of it. Okay. Yeah. So a few donations every once in a while will just break super uh, will just break streamlabs. I'm not sure how that happened, but we will move on from there. But yeah, about a week ago, you actually wouldn't believe this. So right before Shadow Siege, a good day before that, all of a sudden, I'm on Black Ops 3. I'm just recording some B-roll for a video I was working on. And then out of nowhere, my PC just shuts off. I'm like, oh, Windows crashed, right? That happens to everybody. It happens every once in a while. You know, what what could have happened? I still hear the stream thing, by the way. I know stream can't hear it. I still hear it. Let me figure out how to get rid of that. Okay, it's gone now. Perfect. Uh, Windows didn't reboot. My PC just stayed black. I turned it on. It would just stay black. And then finally, I got stuck in a BIOS loop. I'm like, oh my God, Windows uninstalled itself for my PC. So I'm panicking for a second. And I know I text you about this, right? I'm panicking. And all of a sudden, I'm like, dude, did I just get hacked on Black Ops 3? No way. I'm like, did, did, did I get caught in one of those weird situations where I happen to boot Black Ops 3 and there's a list of content creators that people often harass if they're hacking BO3, that I just get caught in that web and that I just get, <laughs> that I get some type of malware or something sent to my computer that just bricked everything? I, I just didn't know. And finally, after talking to experts and you know tech support and a bunch of other people, um, I had a defective Samsung SSD. I had the Samsung 980, I believe, in my PC. I was not aware that you have to actually update the firmware. 
on the SSD. I have never heard of that before. I'm like, firmware on an SSD? It's like firmware on a refrigerator. I'm like, what is that? So I, I don't know how that happened, but apparently Samsung never told anybody to use Magician to update the firmware on your SSD. If you have a series, was it 970 or 980 model? Um, ended up get, picking up the new 990 SSD, which doesn't require firmware updates because the firmware is built in. Micro Center took care of it. And I got my PC back uh, Friday night. So about a week ago, I got it back. And unfortunately, couldn't do the podcast because of that because it would have took forever to set up the podcast on my other computer, which is primarily for editing and other production. My Mac Studio wasn't really uh, cut out for streaming at all. So majority of the clutch together, a scuff stream <laughs> during Shadow Siege. I didn't want to miss streaming Shadow Siege. So Mr. Fajardi came in clutch and went live from his perspective of Shadow Siege while I was still in the Discord chat with him. Uh, I was still there. He had my camera on screen, but streamed from his computer. Um, so I do appreciate that sincerely. And then a couple days ago, uh, a massive storm hits his neighborhood. Um, lots of terrible things have went on with that. Um, so he's dealing with some personal things right now while he takes care of that. And then he'll be back hopefully next week for the pod. But Mr. Taco, got to go into Detonated real quickly. Fantastic work on all the recent articles and always sincerely appreciate the work ethic and everything you've been doing. I mean, you've been playing COD for pff, forever, so no better guy for the job um, working in our Detonated circle. How you been feeling about it, man? How's the uh, article wow. grind? Dude, it changes all the time. But I, 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 I like when I have to get a new article, but there's some things that I... Like, there's some things that are just weird to write and just tedious to write, which that's normal for writing. So it's not that big of a deal. But I, I like doing it. It's a lot of fun. And a lot of people... Okay, guys, it's, it's really not easy to write these articles because not only do you have to, like, check that your information's right, you have to find the right media that would fit in that area and you have to figure out how to word it correctly to where you're not boring somebody. And it's a lot of work. For sure. So it, it's, it's definitely it, a big task. It's, it's, it's definitely worth it when you get at the end, especially when it, when everything's formatted, looks nice, and it's ready for everyone to go out and read. I've had um, some people tell me that uh, they can skim through it, and I put in a little keyword so you could easily look, and they understand it pretty well. For sure, no, for sure, man. And like I said, the team we built with detonated has been has been a dream team, dude. We've been we've been collaborating as much as possible, making sure the Twitter's up and running, articles on the website, um, you know, promoting detonated through my existing content and expanding everything all together uh, with the team and whatnot. It's been fantastic, dude. Absolute honor to um, to make detonated a reality. But uh, also got to address uh, Shadow Demon real quickly again. Thank you for additional super chat and becoming a member. Welcome to Shadow Company. No better time to go ahead and join Shadow Company since Shadow Company is playing a large role inside of the post-launch store right now, Modern Warfare 2, and will for sure be playing a role inside of Modern Warfare 3. But yeah, we <clears throat> yeah. Oh my God, yeah. Even more Super Jets coming in. Thank you, thank you so much, Shadow Demon. That really sincerely means the world, man. Appreciate you. Let's see what we got. What's up, Harrison? What's up, Mr. Fajardi? Appreciate you sticking around in chat. Hell, Spider-Man, all other mods and whatnot. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, very generous of you, Hells. Thank you. Also, Nikto, or Nico. Nice, uh, super sticker, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, there's been so much going on with Modern Warfare 3. It has actually been insane. Um, I did not want to miss another episode of the podcast. Typically, this podcast is streamed earlier in the afternoon on Fridays, usually like 12, 1 o'clock central. But yeah, today, schedules are all over the place, figuring things out. Um, still wanted to get an episode in because there has been so much going on with MW3. And a week from today... Season 5 Reloaded will have already released. It comes out Wednesday, August 30th. So if we waited until next week to do a podcast, there would have been almost too much to talk about. We need like a four-hour episode to get through everything. So I appreciate everybody uh, hopping in here. Um, with that in mind, 
Um, I also want to oh, perfect the Harrison's in chat. Um, a new merch drop is coming up on Store. I had planned a summer merch refresh. They took a little bit longer than expected. Uh, mouse pads are not available over there as well for those who want to support. But end of summer merch collection, I should say, is on the way. That should be hopefully announced before the beginning of September, really to just end the summer off, uh, ending the month of August off, I should say. Cool collections coming through Store. Um, I'll be announcing that relatively soon as well. Let's definitely hop into uh, Season 5 Reloaded to start before we get on to, get on to Modern Warfare 3 because that's uh, a beast in and of itself in terms of material. So first off, with Season 5 Reloaded, um, the only marketing we've gotten for the mid-Season 5 update has been a Laura Croft teaser over on Call of Duty's Twitter. And before I even pull that up, um, we do have a big news roundup that we posted. It's over on detonated.com, and I made a video about it. The concept art roadmap came out really nice. I'll shout out to Vajardi again for his hard work. But yeah, Season 5 Reloaded definitely hasn't been discussed by that many people because the MW3 marketing has just been all over the place. I mean, there's been so much going on about the next COD that people haven't been talking about the current one. But yes, the mid-season 5 update is a couple of days away. Uh, Mr. Taco, now, how are you feeling about Reloaded? Or what are you most looking forward to based on the content we know about and what do you hope to see that has not been confirmed yet but might be rumored? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I'm just so ready to see a 1911 variant with Orion camo. Mace coming wow. back. I'm just saying, you could easily do a ghost spinoff with just Mace and Ghost, and I want another ghost so bad. But, oh, dude, that that 2011 has really got me excited because I like most of the pistols. I don't like the right. S13 auto, but we're not going to talk about that. But <laughs> yeah. I, I, love, I love the pistols in this game, and I can't wait to get the 1911, like, Orion, or the 2011. It's the 2011 because that's, that's the modern version of it. Right. They just right, rebranded right. after 100 years. Staccato 2011. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I mean, there's... Season 5 is already good on its own. So I'm really curious to see what else they could just sprinkle in before Season 6. So, that's really why... I just want to... I'm, I'm really excited to see how they handle this Reloaded. Definitely. That's really, mostly what I'm looking forward to. Definitely. Also, a big shout-out. Oh, my God, you guys are so generous tonight. Thank you guys so much. You guys are the best. Text speech is talking. Let me see. One of the camo challenges on those guns, do you think it will be a hard grind with 100? That is a great comment. Texas speech got cut off a little bit, but thank you, Dakota Goodman, asking about Mono for 3 having MW2's arsenal. So with 100 guns in the coming game, uh, our thoughts and opinions on that because they're going to... They are going to have the camel challenges on those guns you think would be hard. So I would say, and we'll definitely get into this a little bit more later as well, but um, I'm curious on Taco's uh, take on this, right? With MW3 having that many weapons i think the big concern is how that affects the launch window with you know people trying to level up new weapons use new content but being outgunned by maxed out mw2 weapons such as let's say a kv broadside dragon's breath or let's say a snake shots uh, got a buff again because uh, imagine trying to focus on the new content but being almost harassed by some of the older content i know sledgehammer has already confirmed a lot of weapon balancing um, so I don't think MW2 weapons will be that much of a problem, but camo wise, um, if you didn't complete all your camo grinding in Mono Warfare 2, you could continue that in Mono Warfare 3, but the MW3 exclusive camo challenges are only something that you can do on the new MW3 weapons. You cannot do brand new challenges on the old weapons, only the existing challenges on those old weapons. Hopefully that's clear. Um, but I, I don't think it'll be... That much of a problem unless, again, the bouncing is a bit off where MW2 weapons are just meta the whole year, which would be odd. But yeah, any thoughts on that, Taco? Like, the Arsenal being that big at launch for the first time ever in COD history. I think that's great. I think that's absolutely great. It gives you all the variety. Like, um, one thing I, I hear a couple of people always talk about is um, 
you know, this gun just didn't perform as well as it did in the prior game. Well, I mean, for the most part it will. It will, it will shoot the same. It may not hit the same due to balancing, because, you know, they have to balance not only MW3's weapons, but MW2, but say you prefer how the TAC-56 did compared to, like, another SCAR variant that they did before. Well, you still get to use that same version, and it, it, it also gives you plenty, like, you can literally buy MW3, and everything right. you missed out on in MW2, you can do it all over. Or you can you can you can finally do it. Like say, oh, I didn't get the chance to do MW two, but MW three is out. We'll get MW three and just unlock everything from MW two and just do it. Right. If that's how it right. works, unless you have to have MW two to do it beforehand, then just play Warzone because I think they're going to be available in Warzone. Mm. No, definitely. So no, that's that's definitely uh, something that we'll touch on a little bit more in a bit as well. Because Model for three is again a huge part of tonight. But didn't want to miss that super chat. Thank you so much, uh, Dakota yeah. Goodman. Once again, another. Uh, thing yeah. that i also want to say about those is yeah like the whole people using like maxed out weapons at start too i just completely forgot i just brushed over that but um it if you do at launch cool i guess there's a whole entire new arsenal you could i mean if you're if you're only using guns to level up until you get level 55 i get it but there's like a whole entire arsenal of new guns you can use and you want to use your orion like fennec <laughs> it's like come on man but yeah you have an entire you you have entire new weapons like an entire arsenal at your fingertips to go ahead and level up and get a new camo for it why do you want to sit here right. using the mw2 ones i mean if you want to use them after you reach max rank sure go ahead but like at launch why it, it would it would certainly be sad if that really harms the launch window of Modern Warfare 3, but at least during the beta, you can't use Modern Warfare 2 content, so the beta will be a good opportunity to be like, all right, here's new weapons, that's all we're using, but if launch windows talk because of that, that's gonna be crazy, but hopefully we, we don't come back to this and we're like, yep, we predicted uh, potential chaos with multiplayer weapon balancing, but uh, yeah, finishing up though with, with Season 5 Reloaded on Modern Warfare 2 though, uh, we did get a Laura Croft teaser, that's the only piece of marketing we've gotten thus far for the mid-season 5 update. What it seems like is going on, as was reported on Detonated earlier today is that they're pulling a season four where the reloaded update doesn't get marketed until potentially the monday before the wednesday two days prior to release that has never happened before so typically what's happened with Modern warfare 2 and any other season of, of mw19 cold war even vanguard you'd get seasonal marketing an exact week before release of that new season mid-season updates however maybe get marketed uh, exactly before Thursday, Friday, the latest, but season four reloaded a Modern Warfare 2 for the first time was revealed with the shortest gap from the marketing to the actual launch of the content itself, which was wild. And I'm not sure if that was because of licensing with the boys, they legally had to wait. It's unclear what the reason was, but hey, I mean, with that short gap from marketing to launch, all right, maybe there's more momentum and more hype that way. And they figured that's a better approach to keep the uh, adrenaline going for a reloaded update to make sure there's as much replayability and, and player interest as possible. Maybe, maybe it, it increases player engagement and that's why they, they started doing that. But um, yeah, this Monday should be the full reveal of reloaded. If it's not, we could even have a shorter gap where they do uh, a Tuesday reveal and a Wednesday launch. But uh, as of right now, again, with reloaded, um, we do have... Quite a bit to still look forward to. I know, I know Taka and I were talking about this uh, off stream a little bit a while ago, but finally seeing Building 21 in multiplayer, or to an extent at least, right? Because it says DRC Zone 1, the new 6v6 map, is like in the shadow of Building 21. It's probably on the other side of the building or something. Um, on top of that, Gunfight Snipers, or that's already out actually, Armored Gunfight is releasing along with Face Off 4v4. 
um, a new camo event. And do you think the camo is the Task Force 141 animated camo that we didn't get to unlock in Faction Showdown? Is that what you think the camo is? I'm really curious what that could be. Honestly, probably. If I had to guess, I mean, unless they just pulled out another camo, which would be cool, but I feel like right. they're... They're like mostly hands on deck for season six and MW three. They're like, oh well, we already have this camo. Why don't we just give it? I mean, right, I feel like that's right. that's a better use of your dev time. Right. Like, I don't know what my cat's doing right now. <laughs> Harrison did say in chat he loves your cat. Your cat's awesome. Oh dude. yeah. Okay. So um, he's he's got three legs by the way. His name is Whiskey. If you guys love him, I love him too. Whiskey. There you go. <laughs> oh, and there's a Great guy name, named dude. Tardis. There's a guy named Tardis in chat. I want to show you. Something. Yeah. <laughs> What a, what, oh, hello. What a, that's badass, that's dude. My, yeah, that's, that's, I saw the guy who was TARDIS in the chat. I thought you might like this. So yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's gold, man. That's gold. But uh, Dakota Goodman, appreciate that super chat again. I have Orion just did level cap because season six will reach 1200, model for two. Should they carry forward your level? Because I'm 1050 right now. I, and we'll definitely get into this later as well. I don't think they're going to carry levels forward. I doubt it. Um, they already have mentioned a 0 to 55 content grind in Mono Warfare 3 day one. So I think we are resetting our level and then Warzone will just integrate with the leveling of Mono Warfare 3 and we'll just leave Mono Warfare 2 behind in terms of the level that you left off at. But speaking of that camo, right? Congrats on, on getting Orion, but every single camo for Mono Warfare 2, every single one um, for your MW2 weapons are transferable on the same set of weapons inside of MW3. You just won't be able to use any of the camos in Mono Warfare 2 on MW3 weapons. They might change later. Maybe there'll be an ultra, grand, super, you know, uh, chaotic mastery unlock where you can then use MW2 camos on Mono Warfare 3 weapons or vice versa. I would say, if anything, at least the event camos should be transferable on Mono Warfare 3 weapons. That would be cool at some point. But if we don't get that, we don't get that. It is what it is. Um, we are getting a new Resurgence map, technically. <laughs> it's Season 5 Reloaded, which I feel like not many people have talked about. I guess because it is a cut portion of Almazra, a.k.a. the uh, Albagra Fortress territory. That is being turned into its own Resurgence experience and will be mixed in with the existing Resurgence maps. Uh, what is that? Vondo and Ashika Island. So the problem with that is with the squad size rotation. So if you want to go ahead and, let's say, play Trios on Vondel, there's going to be some weeks where Trios is only available every what is it uh is it 15 minutes for a certain map so with adding this map into the mix now what if one week you want to play trios uh fourth as they call it that's the new this new resurgence map you have to wait upwards of 30 or 45 minutes to play uh the brand new map they might put it you know they, put, they might put each map on 10 minute intervals so every 10 minutes it'll be either vandal ashika or now fort i'm sure fort will have its own playlist as well especially when it comes out but in the future with squad size rotations and the resurgence timer um that's gonna be something interesting so if the map flops for whatever reason i could see them easily pulling the map out of the game it's not a completely new map from the ground up it's essentially just an area of amazra literally turned into a resurgence experience so i don't think that much time went into it um, how do you feel about a new Resurgence map in Reloaded? Do you think this is something that they wanted to add to make sure that the mid-season update adds something to Warzone? Or how, how, how are you feeling about Fort? Uh, yeah, I definitely feel not like Fortnite. Fort... <laughs> not, <laughs> not Fort... uh, yeah. Fortnite. Uh, new season. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. So not, not, not a new Fortnite season, but a new Call of Duty. But um, I think, yeah, it's definitely... It wasn't something they had planned for a while. I think they were just looking at their content and they're like... Well, we have this coming for this, and we have all these maps coming for MW3. Like, what can we just give them for Reloaded? And they're like, you know, why don't we just cut a certain part of Almazra and just be like, that works. 
Right. I like I, right. That, that, that's also another good use of dev time. You don't really have to do much there, and you still give people something new. Even if it's something like they've seen before, you, you still get a different way to play like Resurgence and other things. Because Resurgence works decently in Almazra. So like if you just cut that part of prison, and prison's pretty big. Like If you've ever been in Almazra like DMZ or Warzone, and you've played like um, in the prison area, there's so right, much more right. compared to the multiplayer map. Um, it's not going to... Is it going to be a DMZ map? Probably not, because DMZ. That yeah, I doubt that. I doubt that. Yeah. Hey, that, that would be but interesting. That, it, but it would be. A, it would be. A, yeah. It would be almost like building twenty one in a way, but there's not enough cover compared to building twenty one. But it 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 would definitely like. I feel. I feel like it's a pretty decent change. Like you get something new, even if it's like an already just a reused map. I mean, you get a new resurgence map, so you don't have to like, like how Apex does their thing, which basically Apex like. They cycle out, like, maps on the game modes every so often. Similar to how Warzone's doing it right now. So, like, you may be like, okay, it's Vondel time. We gotta play differently. Okay, well, it's Ishika. We're playing differently here, too. My camera's going in and out of focus as I'm talking. <laughs> um, and now you're being like, okay, this is the very close quarters. This is the prison. This is smaller than all the others. It's time to just get nothing but crazy and chaotic. I feel like it, it oh, definitely yeah. prepares your squad a lot more. And it, you can, like, rest one time, play it normal one time, and then be like, okay, it's time to sweat. The adrenaline is rushing. We're getting, we're, we're drinking energy drinks. We're doing whatever. Right. So. Right. It's it's definitely going to be a, a cool launch. But that is interesting to point out that it's apparently not going to get DMZ support. Maybe it does. Maybe they do something crazy where they're like, hey, after the events of Shadow Siege, here's a DMZ experience that only takes place on a very small section of uh, Almazra, which is Fort. But... Would that make it a Building 21-esque experience where it's very tight? Because I don't think this area is going to be that big. Can you imagine if DMZ gets added to that? So that would be interesting. I mean, I don't know how a weapon like, case would work on that, but so it'd be very tight. Intriguing. Uh, if, like, like, let's just imagine if they do put in DMZ. Yeah. I really don't think so. But, like, because the thing about DMZ is you can spawn in, you can go to prison, and considering, I think, what, how long are DMZ matches? Carter would know. Is it, like, 40? Is it 30? On average, I, th I mean, I think the timer for Almaz was about 45, if I'm not mistaken. It's about 45 Yeah, minutes. so, yeah. like, you you can explore prison all you want. So, really, why would you, do you really need the map? Because from I, yeah, there, I don't you can go so. to Koshai. It'd so, be I mean, cool, but... If you really want to go close quarters, go there. It would be really cool, but is it worth putting in DMZ? Right. That would be the good question. It, it not saying it, you couldn't do it. You have like, okay, well, building twenty one is not available. I don't really want to play Shika. I don't really want to play Vondel. I don't really want to go in Almazer to go to Koshai, but I want a close quarters DMZ map. Prison could work. It, it could. could be that. Solution, it actually could. Yeah. But how many people are thinking about that? Yeah, I I really wonder. I really wonder how they're gonna do it. But I think overall, this it, could be experimental, right? Maybe trying to pump out a type of Warzone map, whether it's BR or Resurgence every other season you know as often as possible because yeah yeah i launched almazra season one reloaded you had b21 season two you had a sheikah season three reloaded we got uh the Koshai complex season four right away off the bat vondel all those maps got dmz support straight away which is wild so a season later you know a season and a half later albagra fortress here being a uh a resurgence map maybe dmz gets updates on it we'll see but also with warzone not much is known at all about the warzone or dmz side of reloaded dmz might not get much and we'll talk about dmz very specifically later on in this podcast there's a lot to talk about with the future of it because of zombies coming out but you were able to also blow up zaya observatory inside of regular matches of warzone not just shadow siege so you're able to blow up zaya observatory and open up a secret chemical bunker which is awesome but with that in mind right i do think that event 
might have sparked something that we'll either see in Reloaded or we'll end up seeing this in Season 6, a potential point of interest update to Zaya Observatory, right? An image popped up of what appears to be a new loading screen or a new look with grass. You know, Zaya looking a little bit different than what it used to look like. Um, with the bunker also being opened, this might be what Zaya does look like in either Reloaded or Season 6 to kind of follow up on the, um, the canon event, which is blowing up that point of interest after Shadow Siege. So might end up seeing that, but I thought it was a cool little Easter egg they added in regular matches of Warzone. Not DMZ, but regular Warzone. You can blow up the observatory, go to the chemical bunker, and get your hands on lots of legendary crates. That bunker will likely be open permanently with either the next title update or the one with Season 6. So lots to look forward to with uh, point of interest updates uh, in Zaya Observatory. But yeah, uh, I guess honest thoughts on Shadow Siege from the... Mono for three events about a week ago. What were your thoughts on, on the scale of it in comparison to, let's say, the live event we got for the Cold War reveal, the Vanguard one, the Outbreak of Verdansk? How are you, how are you feeling about Shadow Siege now after it's been Dude. a good week? Oh my goodness. Shadow Siege was, like, honestly, it's one of my favorite, like, reveal events that Call of Duty did. People always say Cold War was great, and Cold War was great. Vanguard, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't better than Cold War. But Sh Shadow Siege, just due to, like, it's simple. But it's cinematic at the same time. I think they really nailed how cinematic it is, and that's why I think that's why I personally like it the most. Because Cold Cold War is like you have to do all these, go around the map, and then you find woods, and then you have to wait for the timer to go off, and then you get the whole cinematic experience. Right. This entire right, right. like event is like purely cinematic, and as somebody who like studies film, it's like it just it, it tickled an itch meeting <laughs> for yeah. like Warzone. And I, I really, I, I really liked it. I played it back a couple of times. And okay, so the first time I played it, first time I played the Shadow Siege event, I was by myself, and I had game chat off. But I kept seeing everyone was talking. I'm like, I really want to see what they're saying. And this was by the time we had like most of the gas canisters collected. I turned on voice chat, and it was the greatest idea ever. These people were yelling and screaming like they were actually there. Like, go, we gotta get out of here. Go, go. Right, it right. Was, it was, it was fantastic. And there was one guy, and this guy. Dude, he, he made me audibly laugh while I was doing it. This guy goes, man, I, he goes, man, I'm so embarrassed to be in this right now. Y'all, y'all. <laughs> and I was like, dude. The hype fun, and enthusiasm. Man. Yeah, no, it was, it, it, it was certainly something. I'd say it's the best reveal event COD's done to date. I would say that if you're somebody that really likes the live events that we've gotten in Fortnite, you probably also notice similarities with just the scale of the one we got with this, right? You know, having things to do and then being able to watch something crazy happen and then having another big objective to exfil. Like it was, it was, the stakes were certainly a lot higher than what we've gotten before in other COD reveal events. I, I thought it was great. Again, it was only available for, I believe it was a good four days. I don't think it was very long at all. But uh, it, it certainly scratched the itch that, that I had as well for uh, a live event in Warzone. Again, with Warzone 2 not being held back by being attached to a premium COD like Warzone 1 was with Modern Warfare 19, which probably prevented them from doing uh, certain things uh, with, with, with live events. But yeah, it, the event went just as we thought. I was surprised to see the beautiful cinematics that we did get along with the event. We had an intro and an outro cutscene for Shadow Siege. And on top of that, you were able to unlock, what was it, six, six free rewards? Yeah. For doing Shadow Siege, I it, which I thought was great. I mean, vehicle skin. Six or five. I think it was five. It might have been five, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, the base weapon, the M13C, uh, which is actually a weapon that is much better than I thought it was going to be. It's not just an M13B with a collapsible stock and different ammo type. That weapon is a freaking monster. I love the M13C. I've been addicted to using it the past couple days. That thing is disgusting. Um, I, the M13B, I often call it a pea shooter in multiplayer. It's good in Warzone. 
But in multiplayer, I'm just like, ah. But the M13C, however, fixes all the problems I had. Essentially, bridging the gap from, like, the Chimera to the M13B. It feels like a bit of both of those. I'm really happy with that weapon. So the fact you got to unlock that for free by taking part in this event and doing some challenges, they made this event replayable, right? Having to go back and do it multiple times to get all the rewards if you didn't get lucky your first game. Shooting down commanders or, you know, collecting certain gas canisters. Um, and then other passive objectives like launching the missiles and going to Zaya, going to the chemical bunker, exfilling successfully. I mean, the challenges are pretty fluent uh, for Shadow Siege, and I'm really happy with uh, with how it turned out. Speaking of the rewards, that one reward that gets you the tier skip where you have to find those five radios, was that that's also something that isn't talked about as much as it should be for that event. That gives you so much more like prelude to what's about to happen. Oh, yeah. Like the cutscene, because when you listen to those radios, you they like Shepard and Graves find out that Makarov has tapped into Shadow Company. They already right. know, but they don't know where at. Right. And then right. the final radio you get also ties into the cutscene. My thing keeps, I think it's my mic. I'm not going to lie to you, or it's my hands. But, um, <laughs> so what What basically happens is Shepard's like, maybe we should go pay him a visit. And then in the trailer, you see that they're in the, they're, they're at the gulag and for dance, and you're like, okay, so they're going in there to see Makarov, because we know Makarov's in the, in the prison because of the reveal trailer and all that. Right. But, I, I, I mean, we'll get, we'll probably talk about this later, but you actually go into that prison, but we don't, well, wait, my cats are running around everywhere <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah and you're like they don't say who who the prisoner is but it's called operation 627 it, it leaves up it leaves up like a lot of questions but it, it, it answers like a couple things like okay how did shadow company not know they did know why are they going to the prison shepherd mentions it it's a whole it's a whole thing and i that's the one other thing i like about the event because cold war if they would have done a lot of that where they've been like here's a bunch of cold war info you get during this event like how they did Shadow Siege in MW3, that would have been really cool. And I'm not saying Cold Wars event was bad. Like I said, I like Cold Wars event. Just you know, I I, th I was gonna say that's actually what Pontix Pawn was probably trying to do is offer yeah. some some early lore about uh about Cold War, and then that didn't really amount to much, so it ended up being a little silly to look back at. But uh, to your point, first off, with that that radio challenge inside of Shadow Siege, um, that is certainly the well, it was probably the, the most difficult challenge for people to figure out at first because that wasn't something obvious right away. You had to just go into the bunker and the AI would randomly drop those burner phones you had to pick up, and then that contained information that um, we could look back at now, look at the you know the the the, the story implications and whatnot. Certainly a cool event, man. I'm I'm really happy with with how it all ended up turning out. But also it was cool. You also got to go in third person picking up those canisters. Um, I actually didn't expect it to be a group effort type of event where you have you know. What was it 50 people per lobby or was it a little bit more we had dozens of squads per lobby of shadow siege i thought based on the information we saw previously and and, and the information we got in the blog i thought it was going to be something like a dmz mission where you go in with your with your squad of four and you're by yourself in that lobby i did not expect for there to be multiple squads obviously friendly fire was turned off um and, and or I'm sorry, the ability to or any PvP was turned off is what I should say. You weren't able to actually kill any other team in the lobby. You all got to work together. So it ended up being a, a much bigger event than, than I thought it was going to be. Um, shout That's out to Dalek and Lego for for joining me for that one. That was great. As well as Fajardi, we had a great time taking part in that last week. No was PvP it? was also a great thing too because when I got oh, yeah. my second playthrough, everyone was using the tech chat and they're like, oh, "Are we going to grind for XP?" And then everyone was like, "Yeah, I guess so." Right. And everyone was just right. talking to each other nicely, and the thing was like, "This is the first time I've seen Warzone." And everyone who plays it, like, in the same match, not, like, yell at each other. Right. They're all actually being genuinely nice. Like, we're just talking, like, uh, like at work or something. They're just like, yeah, we can, 
we've just been doing this, grinding this XP. I'm so close to Orion, man. I need to get it so quickly. <laughs> it, it was right, right. It was right. so. It was. I don't know. It was wholesome. It was. It was really wholesome. Oh, certainly, dude. Certainly wholesome. <laughs> um, and, and then you know th th that's kind of a little uh, a little recap of, of our Shadow Siege experience. But to go into a little bit more of MW three now as well. Um, we did get, as we talked about last week, we did get a Q&A, and there's also a creator call about the carry forward feature for MW2 to MW3. Within that carry forward block post, I'll pull up the image right now. Let's see, I actually have it on the detonated article. I'll pull that up instead. Within the image for carry forward, they actually already revealed the pistol that's releasing with Season 5 Reloaded, which is going to be the Staccato 2011. Is it? I think it's in the article, right? Oh, it actually isn't. Okay, I will pull up the carry forward Q&A. I thought I put that in there. Uh, MW3, let's get it. Here we go. So for those who want to see what the 1911 or the 2011 pistol looks like inside of MW2, we got a glimpse of that inside of the carry forward uh, blog post. It's right there. If you guys have if you guys have that image pulled up or you're watching this on YouTube, you can see the image right there and then. But um, we were not sure which weapon was going to be released for free with Shadow Siege and ended up getting leaked out to be the M13C. That ended up being true. So we still have left the Staccato 2011 pistol. What looks like an SMG coming to Reloaded, which I believe is the MP5SD. That's what people are, are claiming that it is, um, which might be another... M13C scenario where it's just a weapon that's very similar to another that's already in the game. Um, what are your thoughts on that, man? If we see like another Lockman sub, but with a different name and different attachments or ammo type, essentially another MP5, are you cool with that? Or do you think that that's hitting touchy territory where we're just going to be seeing DLC weapons, which are just kind of um, a, 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 like different types of builds of ones that are already in the game? What, what, what are you feeling about that? I'm going to be generous to the devs right now because like i said you know they have mw3 and season 6 coming out i honestly think the m13c and the mp5 sd are purely because there's some weapons that they may, may have wanted to do right but they may have already been saved for mw3 so there's no point to do them now so they're like okay well let's just give them a weapon for this and this so i'm like why don't we just we're gonna give them the 1911 that's obvious well, why don't we just reuse the lockman as like we've had it we've had an mp5 sd before in the games we can have another version of the m13 i guess because that's the that's the mx rattler i think is what it's called in real life uh, the, um, yes i believe the, M M the mcx rattler was the m13c in real life yes so it, i think i honestly either it's just uh they're just throwing it out there just to say we gave you a weapon or they're just like, well, we had weapons we wanted to give you, but we couldn't, so we're just using assets that we already have and just being like, here you go. This is what right. we can give you right now because you're about to get a whole slur of weapons. Let's not worry about it. But I will say, the MP5 SD is... I, it's a questionable decision for me because I think there's already a barrel for the MP5 that turns it into the SD, so... Right. And then there's M13C attachments you could put on like Chimera and the M13B. So we can't. So you can still do that, but with the different ammo type and other features that the weapon comes with, it still will be a different mm -hmm. weapon. But I find that to be a very interesting topic for those that are like, "Oh, it's lazy. The LC weapons are just the same ones we already got." I could get that controversy and argument, but I think it's a great point that maybe there was a ton of weapons planned, and they're like, "Hey, Monover Three is coming out. We gotta save most of those for the launch window and DLC cycle of that game." Um, which maybe wasn't originally the plan. You don't know. But also, I want to ask you about the classified battle pass sector. We're not sure which weapon is going to be in that sector. So we also have a pickaxe melee weapon coming with Reloaded. But in Season 4 Reloaded, about a month ago, the classified battle pass sector had the MX Guardian shotgun in it. And obviously, with any battle pass sector, you have, what is that, five tiers total in one, four regular ones, and then an HVT sector. The way the MX Guardian 
uh, um, unlock worked in the reloaded uh, classified battle pass sector last season, we had to do four different challenges, which also granted you with free cosmetics. Then upon doing all four of those, you unlock the HVT sector, which had the DLC shotgun in it. And there was another challenge you had to do. So that's about five challenges total to just get a weapon. Do you think it's a cool new feature for every reloaded update or a cool, or a cool new system? Or do you think it kind of drags on uh, unlocking DLC weapons? Would you rather just have that one easy challenge for one mode? Or do you like the idea of having five for the classified sector? Um, that's I also like been the idea. interesting the I like the idea of having five if the challenges give you something. Like, the MS Guardian challenges, they gave you something to do, and they weren't hard. It's not like they were hard. I got the MS Guardian in one game. It was literally so easy. You just play shipment, do it. It was no problem. Right. Um, I like the idea. Either way, either you do another challenge and you get a gun, you get it immediately. Or you can get more rewards and get it later. And, it, I mean, it's not like it's hard to get it. Like, as long as the challenges aren't extremely difficult to do... Like say, oh, you got to get fifteen long shots to get it. Uh, I'm, then okay. Well, why, why would I need to get fifteen long shots for a pickaxe? Um, right, right. That, so it's it's one of those things. I'm like, if it's easy to do, like say for example, if they do make the pickaxe the melee weapon, like in the classified sector, for example, say you have to use the dual kadachis for something, and then like maybe you have to hit somebody with something behind the back, or you have to get a finisher move, whatever. I mean. If it has to do with it, because I think all of MS Guardian's challenges were like purely shotgun based. They were. They, so they were. Yeah, gave, they were in that tree for sure. It gave you a reason to like. They weren't just stupid challenges for you to like. You know. Right. Uh, it, it 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 wasn't like get a throwing knife kill. Why do I need a throwing knife kill? I'm getting a fully automatic shotgun. Well, how about we just give you challenges that are based around this weapon class? So how about we just make you use whatever shotgun you want to get another shotgun? Yeah. I, I, I definitely, yeah. I To me, I like adding more substance, especially to Reloaded updates, because Reloaded updates typically only have whatever was promised in the original roadmap, whatever's left on that roadmap. I like when they add in some extra spice, such as what we saw with, you know, Kosai Complex in Season 3. That added a new weapon case, a new weapon mod you can build by finding the parts. Uh, we've also seen now the classified battle pass sectors with more challenges. Uh, the mid-season event challenges, right? Those are cool to have you unlock an extra camo or whatever else. Um, also with Reloaded, what, what else have we got? Let me think. There's, there's definitely one more thing they've done with Reloaded that's different. Um, I'm missing something. <laughs> well, I'm missing one thing. Let me think of it. Ah, it's gonna kill me if I don't think of it. Besides what we just got on the roadmaps, it's coming. Yeah, crank it up, crank it up. Yeah, the idea's coming back to me. Hold on. I swear I, I I could I just thought of it. I'm like, what the hell is it, man? Um I guess you could say an extra buffering Yeah, buffering in real life. I guess you could say also like expanding on the crossover for that for the for the season as well. You know, add, adding a little bit more. Um just give, oh, I was the raid episodes. There you go. That's what it was. I was going to say, like, the raid episodes really spiced up, reloaded every single time. And unfortunately, we don't have another one coming. But um, the reloaded's been really special across Mono for two seasonal updates. Um, reloaded's been really cool. So, yeah, definitely a lot to look forward to still. Again, um, we'll be getting marketing hopefully this Monday or Tuesday the latest. And then oh, yeah. we'll have the launch of that on Wednesday. Um, uh, I mean, no. Also, oh, yeah. those challenges also give you... Yeah, I, who are you? Who are these people? Honestly, let's add yeah. that. No. Yeah, um, I should add that so, in. So, um, another thing, too, that those challenges also give you is it you don't automatically just complete main the main event of a Season 5 Reloaded. Like, you get a new gun. Well, I just did it, so what's the point of me doing anything else after I just got it? It gives you more time to enjoy right. it. I mean, not much, but it gives you a little bit more time, which is kind of cool. Certainly, so. certainly. Certainly, but I mean, uh, 
what you said, uh, I don't know if you were going to mention this in just a second, but what you said about um, how they're going to do the classified sector, I don't know if you're going to ask this in a second, so I'll wait, but... Um, no, go ahead. I think there's, there's three options. Either one, it's just one of the guns and a bunch of other objectives to complete it for that, for that gun or weapon, and then the others are locked behind challenges, or all of them are in the classified sector, and they have, like, like specific ways to get it. Like, I don't think they're going to do, like, specific ways to get it. I think they're just going to have, like, one reward is this gun, one reward is this gun, one reward is this, and one's maybe an XP token or something. I don't know. Right. That could right. be it, but it also could just be, like, oh, we're just going to put, like, um, the 1911 in this sector, and then everything else is available to get something else. So... Sure. Yeah. Totally, totally, uh, totally plausible. But nonetheless, I'll be live every day this upcoming week getting ready for the Season 5 update. I do want to jump into the additions of Modern Warfare 3 before we get into the logistics and the specifics with the actual content and the gameplay that we have. So, the Vault Edition, first and foremost, 100 bucks. The Crash Edition, also 70 bucks, along with the Standard, which is 70 bucks. So, Standard Edition, only available on PC. Um, unless you go into a store and physically buy a disc for one platform, you can get a standard that way. But digitally, you're getting a cross-gen copy if you're on console every time. So Vault Edition, we get the Nemesis Operator Pack. So it's four animated type of skins for is that Price, Ghost, somebody named the Warden, and then Makarov himself. These skins will be available to use, I believe, in the MW3 beta, if I'm not mistaken. On top of that, two weapon vaults this time around. Now, if I'm not mistaken, with Modern Warfare 2, the one weapon vault, which is called the Cinder, the FJX Cinder, that weapon vault featured blueprints for, I believe, it was the M4, the FTAC Recon, the 556 Icarus, and the FSS Hurricane. And then there's maybe one more weapon. The M16, the M16. So five blueprints for one weapon vault. I'm not sure if that means that with these two new weapon vaults in the vault edition for this game, that's gonna mean 10 blueprints, five each. Not exactly sure, but any thoughts on the vault or the brand new weapon vaults for MW3? Will they be I different from the MW2 one? That the thing about the weapon vault for the M4, it was a hundred percent made purely to show off the new gunsmith system and how receivers work. Right. So you technically got like five guns right off the bat you could use everything on. We don't know if these other ones are gonna have receivers built into them. I don't think we know. Um, but if they do, and you get two weapon vaults, you, who knows how many weapons you just get right off the bat immediately. Right, right. Um, but if it's just those two weapons and you get them, that's fine. Just, just two free weapons. I mean, all yeah. the attachments are going to stay, I guess. And they're decked out, I mean, right. Maxed out weapons. Yeah, decked right out. Off the and I mean, like, the, if MW2 gave you the M4 plus everything else, and you can use all the attachments. So you got many guns, but if this one only gives you those, I mean, it's really not that big of a difference. Let's be honest. Who? I mean, everyone mostly used the M4. In the vault edition when it came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. So that was like that was like the thing. Like, okay, you know what? Deck this M4 out. Let's test everything and let's get it up to tuning so we can figure out how tuning works. Kind of a thing. Um, I I think two weapon vaults is great. I think that's that's a wonderful way to spend the money. If you if you really want to spend all the money for it, which I think honestly, in my opinion, vault edition is like the best bang for your buck for this game. I it's. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how to describe it. It's it's on the tip of my tongue. It is it's, it's short the uh, shorthand is basically it's, it's probably the best version to get in the game to be honest. Yeah, so as I talked about the additions before, I do want to reiterate that unless you don't care about cosmetics, 
at all, then sure, uh, the Vault Edition has a lot of value cosmetically, but the weapon vaults, in my opinion, hold the most value for the beta. Now, what's funny is that throughout MW2's cycle, nearly the whole cycle, and we're almost at the end, people have asked for weapon vaults. But when you really think about the amount of time it goes into probably making one of them, and I've heard I've heard certain answers before about how long they take to make, and that actually surprised me. You would think that there's no real reason to even do them during the during the actual life cycle, right? I would say to do something like that for Master Crafts, whenever those come back in either MW3 or Black Ops 2024, the ability to interchange attachments without without losing the look of whatever that blueprint is, or in that case, Master Craft, that I get, but. To have a regular blueprint that you can just interchange the attachments on without losing the look. And then to also support every weapon a part of that receiver, like the FJX Cinder, where it's the M4, M16, FTech Recon, 556 Icarus, FSS Hurricane. That's a lot of work to go into that vault. So I could totally see why it makes sense to only do that essentially once a year during the beta. Because during the beta, you are at an advantage by using a decked out, maxed out weapon with all those attachments. So that's quote unquote, you know, pay to win, right? That's what people are going to say about it. But... That's what that value sticks for sure. On top of, if you guys, again, care about cosmetics, you get those Nemesis skins, and you're also going to be getting your hands on the uh, Season 1 Black Cell offering with 50 tier skips as well, which is more than Black Cell usually offers, which is only 25 tier skips. And you get instant access to the Soap Operator Pack uh, inside of Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone. So that, that, of course, comes with two Soap skins and one Blueprint. And then any pre-order, regardless of which edition, early access to the campaign and the open beta, which is great. But with that in mind, again, if you want an advantage during the beta and you care about cosmetics, Vault Edition certainly for you. The thing is, it's 20 bucks more than the, than the regular version of the game, which is not that big of a jump considering you get literally Black Cell, which typically costs 30 bucks, two weapon vaults and four skins plus soap pack, which might've cost 2,400 cod points anyway. So up to you. I'm not going to sit here and be like, hey, this is how you should spend your money. I'm just recommending it. For those that have interest in certain aspects of the game, yeah. but some somebody might take that as, oh, you're a shill trying to you know sell bundles, and it's like I don't I don't make any money uh, asking you guys to uh, buy bundles inside of COD. Even if I had a crater code, it's not like that either. So um, it's not like oh you know I'm gonna I'm gonna benefit greatly from telling you to buy a skin. I'll review bundles here and there that I'm passionate about, and I'll talk about them when they're in the news. But I'm not gonna sit here and be like, please buy skin. It helps me pay rent. Like it's that's not how it works. Um, so just, 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 just to clarify that, cause I, I swear there's still confusion every now and again when people talk about, uh, cosmetics, but, uh, yeah, obviously made separate videos and articles already about all the additions. Um, but with that in mind, we also think a confirmation of when the next big reveal is for MW3. What is the next big thing when it comes to mm. marketing this brand new game? And what do you know? It is COD Next Part 2. They are doing yet another COD Next live stream event. Uh, very little details are known about what's going on with that event. Um, for those wondering, you know, what content creators are going, none of that has been announced at all. Absolutely nothing has been announced about, you know, how that'll work in comparison to last year. COD Next was a dream come true last year. Um, I love the new, the new, like, redesign to the COD Next logo as well. It is going to be October 5th. Last year, it was September 15th. I was absolutely honored to have been invited to COD Next last year. It was an absolutely, let me pull that up real quickly. It was an absolutely phenomenal experience. So the way it worked last year, not sure how it's gonna work this year. Again, nothing is known about it. Um, can I even find my stream? Where the hell is that at? Um, Dude, it took me it. forever to find it, but I could probably, I could pull it up for you here. It's usually, it's pinned on my channel, but because we're streaming right now, they've replaced that pin. 
Uh, MW2. Well, you leaked it? I can. I, I watched it recently because I had to get a... Yeah, I... Yes, <laughs> DM me on Discord. I, I literally can't find it on my own channel. <laughs> um, yeah, send that over to you a chance. Let me pull that up. The way the event worked last year was that creators were flown out. And there was a tech check day, you know, a preppy kind of day setting up our setups on uh, on these computers they had brought in. They rented out a big venue space and they provided dual PC setups to every creator that was there. It was absolutely mental to see how much equipment got set up in one single space. There was about two, it was about maybe 150 or 200 of us. I can't remember the exact number. It was absolutely wild. And what we got to do is all, you know, sit around in rows, um, while there was a main stage with casters talking about uh, Ka 2.0. They premiered the trailer for multiplayer for Warzone 2. They confirmed DMZ. They revealed Warzone Mobile. It was a wild event. And so, thus far, they've confirmed that for COD Next 2, they will be talking about Modern Warfare 3 multiplayer, the next Warzone map, and a bit of Warzone Mobile. Nothing was mentioned about zombies. So it's a little unclear what's happening with that. Um, we're not sure when Zombie's getting revealed. I know for sure, as I wrote down here, uh, as of right now, it's been leaked that there will be a Haunting of Almazra and Haunting of Vandal event, apparently, with the Season 6. That, again, is is rumored and leaked information, nothing confirmed as of now. Maybe if there's a Zombies event for Halloween and Mono for 2, they'll use that to help market and piggyback some uh, Mono for 3 Zombies info. Maybe that's what they'll do. Or they'll surprise us at COD Next. Who knows how they'll actually do it. But um, that's what's <laughs> happening with COD Next 2. And it's obviously not that far away, but it's later than when Codnex was last year. Last year, September 15th. This year's October the 5th. Or the 6th, excuse me. Did I get the date right? I think it's the 6th. Uh, um, October 6th is the beta, I think. Oh, I'm sorry. So the 6th is the beta, the 5th is Codnex then, which also was the way it worked last year. Last year, Codnex was the 15th. I believe the beta for PlayStation started the 16th, a day later. So that's the way they did it last year, and it's the exact same system this year. We'll just have to wait and see, you know, if creators are going or what they're going to do with that. Nothing's been announced yet. Um, still, nonetheless, looking forward to a gigantic... Oh, my God. Detonated is going to be busy. I'll have so much oh content to post. Oh. And then Detonated... <laughs> you're getting reveals for potentially three to four modes, I mean, in one day. That's going to be absolutely insane. Um, that Wait, is going to be actually... the one with the taco? Now, I'm not Fajardi. <laughs> he is unavailable. I, co I covered his name but... with, with the taco, with the taco uh, PNG, just so people don't get confused. Uh, Fajardi is the usual co-host on his podcast. He was not able to make it tonight. But our lead writer on Detonated, Mr. Taco, has arrived and doing a stellar job as a co-host tonight but yeah that that's what's happening with um the next big event that we're going to actually see legitimate gameplay of for multiplayer the next warzone map hopefully zombies i mean that, that's still a big surprise of course that'll be coming from treyarch at some point and we're not sure if Codnex is just limited to you know sledgehammer iw um who actually knows but now hopping into a bit of multiplayer before we jump into uh, the nitty-gritty of, of campaign since we learned a lot about that recently um it was finally confirmed that the launch of Modern Warfare 3 multiplayer will just have the 16 OG 2009 multiplayer maps. All 16 maps from Modern Warfare 2 2009 will be the launch content of MW3. So with that first confirmation there, that does not mean that there will not be any original maps in the game. We're still going to be getting Ground War, uh, I believe to an extent, War from World War II 2017, and something called Cutthroat, which I believe is a 3v3v3 type of gunfight variation experience. That's going to be cool. And I'm sure those those modes will have actual new maps, whether they're ports from the Warzone map, whether they're new areas entirely. Who knows? But thoughts on launching the new game with just remastered 2009 maps. What do you, what do you think that's going to do for the multiplayer community? How, how, how are you feeling about that so far? Can't complain. 
can't complain. So, um, I have some coworkers who were very skeptical about MW3. Because, you know, all that talk about it being like, oh, it's just MW2, just slightly modified. It's not really slightly. So when all the information came out and I told them about it, they were like, man, I just, like, I don't really want to get on the game right now. I just, I don't, I don't know. I'm still on the fence about the game. And then I said, yeah, so if you remember MW2 from 2009, every multiplayer map from there is in MW3 and it's the same maps. Nothing changed. And they all went, okay, I'll get the game. So, <laughs> Big honestly selling point. And truly, honestly yeah. and truly, I think it's going to bring a lot of people to be happy because there's going to be people like, well, some of those maps some suck. Some of those maps like didn't. Well, in modern times, some of those maps may be pretty good. Like a state. I didn't really like a state on like regular MW2, but nowadays I feel like a state could play pretty well because of how the gameplay changes, how guns feel, everything. And that, just, yeah. It adds like a whole new like dimension to those maps too because everyone has these certain terminal memories of like trick shots all this but now we have so much more movement mechanics we have so much more equipment and like new stuff we can do it has a whole new dimension on how we can play these maps and i right. think it's going to revitalize these maps and bring up so many memories make people like emotional make people be like i love this it's great so Right. Hi, type status and chat asked, how's Little Caesars Pizza? Yeah, so COD Next last year was sponsored by Little Caesars and Mountain Dew. So uh, obviously for those that are like, oh, that's not healthy, I get it. They did, I think, offer salads as well for those that preferred that. I had the deep dish pepperoni and then some Mountain Dew, which I think if I had that today, I'd probably get a little sick. But at the time, I was fine. At the time, I, my, my I stomach was handling it. Yeah. Um, I would get sick. I hate Little Caesars. Okay. That would have been embarrassing to get sick while at that at that event. I'm just like, hey guys, you know, I know you want to see multiplayer in Warzone. I gotta get up though because I'm sick. But I can't. I can't. I, 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 I know you want to see me play Warzone too, but I gotta I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah, I'm very sick. <laughs> but with that, right, you know, the list is as follows. For those that don't know, the 2009 MW2 maps: Afghan Derail, Estate Favela, Karachi High Rise, Invasion, Quarry Rundown, Rust Scrapyard, Skid Row Subbase, Terminal Underpass, Wasteland. And apart from those 16 66 maps, we're going to be seeing three large-scale battle maps, which are either going to be new environments or ports from the new Warzone map. That's going to support regular ground war and invasion. There's going to also there's also going to be one colossal war map. So, war is a mode that was in World War II 2017, a mode that we thought would have been in Vanguard because Sledgehammer made it. That mode hasn't returned for what is that uh, going on? But like six, seven years now. Loved war in that game, and then other modes they mentioned. You know, the usual TDM domination, free for all, S and D, hardpoint, and then something new called Cutthroat, which I believe is going to be kind of a blend between gunfight and Champion Hill with multiple squads. Um, it'll be a 3v3v3. So there's all of that, right? That That's our launch window. I, I'm going to say this right now. I would have I, I would have saw more controversy, actually. Like, I could have foreseen more controversy if they would have launched with maybe half these maps and then drip-fed the rest for six seasons. I'm glad they're just getting just get them all out for launch. They have a good excuse for doing it, right? Twenty Celebrating 20 years of COD, the 20-year anniversary of the franchise. It's a perfect time to do it. You essentially get MW2 Remastered Multiplayer that everybody's been asking for for years. You get that on a brand new engine with over 100 weapons, probably, across MW2 and 3. You get that with classic movements and gameplay. Red Dot's on minimap, slide canceling, as we'll get into in a second. So these maps, like you just said, are going to play so much differently than they did in 2009. And I think the biggest point to make, which I want to get your thoughts on this, you know how many people have never played these maps how many people out there didn't even play the OG MW2? Or if they did, like I did, I was nine years old and that game came out. I played it religiously when I was nine, 10, 11 years old. It's been so many years since we've even seen 
more than half of these maps, right? I'm aware Afghan is inside of Almazra. I'm aware that MW2 Campaign Remaster came out a couple years ago and Favela's in there. I'm aware High Rise is in Almazra. We had Rust in Modern Warfare 19. Terminal got remade in Modern Warfare 3 and Infinite Warfare. Aside from that, though, every other map on that list hasn't been seen since. Oh, Scrapyard also got remade a little bit from COD yeah. Ghost and Modern Warfare 19. Yeah. Modern Warfare 19, COD Mobile. But aside from that, though, we haven't seen these maps in how long? So... It's still going to be a general, a, a generally new experience for a majority of the community this fall. Let's see how that all pans out. I also brought up on Twitter recently something that is totally possible but not confirmed. They did this with Modern Warfare Remastered 2016. But what about all the DLC maps that Modern Warfare 2 Ooh. got in 2009, right? You had, I believe it was two different map packs. One called the Stimulus map pack and then one called the Resurgence map pack. Uh, no pun intended. I get it. But you, you had maps, uh, Bailout. You had Crash, which is from COD 4, Overgrown, I believe that's in COD 4, Salvage, Storm, I think Storm is actually in Almazra, a little part of it, Carnival, which is golden, that map's great, Trailer Park, Fuel, Strike, and then Vacant. Vacant's also from COD 4. But you had those DLC maps added in 2009, 2010. Uh, I believe those map packs only came out on Xbox, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe they were on PlayStation and PC, I just don't remember. Yeah. Map packs were weird I back then. I think they were Xbox. Yeah, map packs were weird back then. But thinking about that now, right? Those are also maps we could see added later in Modern Warfare 3's life cycle. Because I know COD 4 Remastered 2016, there was only one map pack added as a COD 4 many years ago. That was called the Variety Map Pack. That ended up being remastered as well in COD 4, I think a few months after launch. So, figured I'd bring that up. Um, but for those that are like, oh my god, the game's all remastered, there's nothing original. I would like to tell you that you are absolutely in the minority if you think that it is actually a problem the game only has. Mm -hmm. The remaster maps at launch because I can promise you and if I'm wrong you know what I'll, I'll do a crazy challenge but if I'm wrong I, whatever a ask me to do something nuts right put my PlayStation in the, in the bathtub or something like somebody put that in my chat recently I'm like sure um if I'm wrong. honestly though I, I I'm so confident when I say that a major a massive majority of the community had, doesn't even have an idea of what half these maps are and has ever played them before or and if, if anybody did it's been so many years they probably forgot how the maps play and on top of that add some spice to it the maps are going to play dramatically different inside of Mono for three anyway, but tangent so, over. Auto, Autobots, yeah. Autobot Sonic, you made a very good point. Why do people hate remasters all of a sudden? So here's the funny thing about that. And I was actually going to like bring it up, but I'm going to use your comment as a basis. So what's crazy is when the MW like remastered came out, like the original MWR, it sold. Infinite Warfare sold as many as it did, mostly because of that, if I'm going to be honest with you, because that, that was not a game people were looking forward to. It's, I mean... This isn't about Infinite Warfare, but it's, it's truth that the Legacy Edition sold more than the Standard Edition did. So, when it comes to it, people bought that for that and played that more than they played Infinite Warfare. Or they just went back and played BO3, which is fine too. But then they made the campaign remastered for MW2. And that... You know how many people were like, where's the multiplayer? Where's the multiplayer? That's That was ass for a while. I think that still was ass until MW3. It's like, oh yeah, we have all the maps. Like, where is the remastered MW2, like, multiplayer? Remasters? People people will not complain about remasters if you're like, okay, so, for example, say the Assassin's Creed 3 remaster. That got, that got a lot of service, and they gave it for free in the season pass, but that's just... It, it still sold a lot. Because, you know, when, when you have a remaster of the game itself, you'll spend a full price tag on it. Right. But if it's right. a brand new game with new modern systems and basically a, a reimagining of how you play these games and they're the exact same, then there's suddenly an issue 
and I don't understand it because where was this outrage when Zombies Chronicles came out? Because Zombies Chronicles, they changed a little bit of the maps. For the most part, they were the same, but they changed what they could because the entire system changed. But to our knowledge from what we've been like hearing is that all of the old MW2 maps are the exact same. They're just tweaked for like how the movement works now. Right. Nothing it, like n nothing massive change. Like there's not a big part taken out of the map. It's just everything's there. So like, yeah. what's the point of like? Okay, you you spend seventy dollars for MW3 and you get just remastered content. Well, you also get new guns, new operators, new story. You get tons of new other stuff. Just just I mean, I I don't. It, it's it's a it's a weird thing where you you won't complain about spending full price for a remaster when it's just the game itself remastered. But when you get the, a new game. That's also going to get more content and get updated, actually, and it's full price, and you still get the remaster stuff in there. Then there's suddenly an issue. Right. I mean, I I would say, especially with the remasters for the game this fall, um, it's still unclear if they're going to be adding doors or safe spaces. I know the, re the remasters of Modern Warfare 19 had those inclusions, and people were upset about that. But people being upset i mean it goes back to the the debate about the cod cycle doesn't even make sense at this point people asking for remasters classic multiplayers then you get the said content and you're saying where's the new content where's the original content obviously you can't please everybody but i think in this case i i think it is the perfect time to do this especially with a 20 year anniversary of cod and i'm very curious to see the reception to all of this but you want to talk about classic multiplayer Matt voting's coming back. So you even brought this up recently. I think you put it in an article somewhere. How will this affect skill-based matchmaking, lobbies disbanding? What does that mean, right? Like, if you're able to vote for your maps again, and let's say, you know, most people vote for Rust over, let's say, Terminal, do you keep those same people as Rust just won? Or you're going to get Rust, but it still changes the lobby up to fit SBMM. Are we looking at a toned-on SBMM for Mono Over 3? I mean, there's a lot of things to think about here. Lobbies is banning in general really upsets me sometimes because you sometimes get those really good lobbies or you get those funny people that you meet and you want to do a rematch and you just can't do it, let alone the SBMM argument about why the algorithm of SBMM you know, impacts the matchmaking in that new way. Matt voting coming back is a huge step, and I'm curious to see how this affects those other things, like I said, but yeah. So, like, you've you've talked about this before, how Cold War, you think Cold War, and honestly, I agree with you, is that there was not a lot wrong with Cold War, even at launch. So people were like, oh, SBMM needs to be toned down, this and that. In my opinion, Cold War's SBMM really wasn't even bad. And here's why, is because they had the map voting. So if they basically do what Cold War did, and they keep the SBMM where your lobby still disbands, but you just get put into another lobby with the map, you can still do that. But a lot of the times, that ended up with you having the same people again. Because I played a lot of free-for-all in Cold War. And when you play free-for-all, you would get put into a new match, but you'd probably get like half the people you had from the last match in that free-for-all lobby. Because that's just how that matchmaking had to work. Because you know you have to do previous, next map, all of that. So they could do that. Or they could just pull the card and be like, we're going to keep lobbies the same this game. And we're going to see how it goes. That could be something they do. But if they do the Cold War route, it, SPMM in Cold War, in my opinion, is a lot less toned down, like, it's toned down more than it is in MW2. But that's purely because the map voting makes it where sometimes you do get the same lobby. Because it's not like right. COD Mobile where you can, like, select what map you're going to matchmake into. It's like you, ha you, get, you get three choices of maps. You get a classified, you get previous, and you get the next map. Or sure. they may get rid of the yeah. classified one if they want to. So they right. can't just have like, oh, here's a here's a lobby that you're gonna get thrown into that's just this map only all the time. That's just it's not it's not how it works with like the official servers. So they have right. to find right. a lobby that already has that map re like ready to go, 
So that Precisely. way you overload the servers. I mean, there's that. That's already a huge step. But I wrote something in the topic box about what I consider the biggest overhaul of the decade because I still find it crazy. I, I actually didn't believe this when, when these bits of information leaked out a couple of months ago. Uh, the overhaul that Modern Warfare 3 is providing blows my mind because you're essentially saying, okay, here's Modern Warfare 3. The game just isn't Modern Warfare 2. A game that's a sequel to two Infinity War titles. This one's being made by Sledgehammer. I guess it's poetic because they also made the original MW3 2011. But to see them walk back on all, nearly all the major changes that Modern Warfare 2 had, that Infinity War implemented, I didn't think we were going to see that. But the fact that we are, I'm down for it. I'm curious to see the community reception to it. You talk about the new features on top of that. I mean, we have tax stance similar to Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, new gear options that kind of uh, innovate on the perk system with gloves, vests, boots. That brings in the return of Ninja or Dead Silence, right? Aftermarket parts for customization, progression, challenges. Slide cancelling's back but no longer resets tax print, which is a great balancing option. Reload cancelling's back. Faster mantling as well as being able to mantle while sprinting. Again, less penalties while literally playing the game. Longer tax print that recharges with normal sprint. Um, besides map voting, you get classic minimap. Perks available at the start of the match. Core health is now 150. You get higher TTK with more gunfights. I don't feel like you're playing hardcore. Hard, and speaking of hardcore, that's also a game mode, not tier one. Think of all those things and kind of wrap up the multiplayer discussion we just had. The classic maps are going to play so much differently with all of this. But we're also going back to classic COD, ironically, to celebrate 20 years of the franchise. We're getting classic-ass multiplayer this time around. So this is fantastic to hear. Very promising. Cannot wait to see whatever they provide us with at COD Next, gameplay-wise, and then the beta is, what, a day after that? There's a lot to look forward to with this. So for those that are like, oh, craters in the press are hyping up the game and this, you could say that. It could be your opinion. But the information we have right now, I, I can't even name you a red flag. I really can't name you a red flag with any of this. And That's a, that's a nice article right there. I wonder who... Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> wonder who, who beautifully uh, organized all that information, right? <laughs> for sure, man. But I, by the way, I just love being able to like, uh, highlight in red it really makes it pop out. I love that on the website. Um, but yeah, there is so much to look forward to here. It's like, dude, I, I don't want to jinx it, but what could go wrong with multiplayer right now? What could actually go wrong with, with how everything sounds? That is insane. That I consider that the biggest overhaul COD's ever, ever, ever done. I know people are like, oh, it shouldn't even be an overhaul. That stuff's never been removed to begin with. Fine, but we're getting these things back at the very least. So that's something to look forward to, at least in my opinion. Yeah, I'll I want to also want to make this very apparent to the people who are always like, this shouldn't have even had to have been overhauled. This shouldn't even have to be a new game. We shouldn't have to spend $70 to get stuff that should have been in the game in the first place. Well, here's also what you need to look at, right? Activision, at the end of the day, is a company, and they have to make money. Sure, they could pull what Bungie does, and every time they release a new expansion, you keep the same game and you spend money in the expansion. Sure, okay? And that's basically what they're doing with MW3. It's the same game, kind of. But there's a whole overhaul with this new expansion that, I mean, it's worth it's worth doing. But one thing you have to also notice is this is Activision listening to what the fans are asking them to do. This is them being like, okay, we'll do the game people want this time around and we'll see how it goes. This is what every, ev literally everything everyone's been asking for since 2019. Or like, not 2019, since like MW2 came out. Like, oh, we want slide canceling. We want movement to be better. We want that mini map back. We want this. We want that. This is Activision going, okay, sure, we'll give it to you this time. And people are still finding a way to be like, 
why is it this? Why is it that? Dude, they're giving you the game you've asked for, and it's not even out yet, and you're judging it <laughs> right. so hardcore. It, like, <laughs> I mean, remember what we talked about? I forgot which stream we were doing, one of the compounds recently. I, I said it clearly on stream. I'm like, look, everybody asked for a list of changes, right? Which MW3 happens to have addressed all of them, right? The thing is, I don't think it would have even worked out if, let's say, Modern Warfare 2 got a big patch with that list, with those overhauls. I still don't think that was a better route to go for the COD series than just starting over and doing a new game. You could say, oh, but the price and paying for a new game, whatever. Don't forget the rumored expansion of Modern Warfare 2 for a quote-unquote year or two was rumored to be a paid expansion anyway, which probably would have cost upwards of 40, 50 bucks. Who knows what it would have cost. Either way, even if we would have got that, that wouldn't have addressed the list of issues that people were talking about, right? If we would have got an expansion pack for year two that featured a new campaign, that featured the OG maps, that featured the zombies, whatever, that still doesn't address that list of things such as minimap, that silence, uh, uh, you know, movement, slide canceling. Yeah, they could have maybe tweaked it, patched it, whatever. Still does not seem realistic to, one, overhaul the entire game movement-wise a year after launch, and two, I don't think it's realistic to even charge for maps anymore when we've been on a seasonal structure for how long. I don't I don't see how that would have at all helped the COD series whatsoever. Um, so what you really got to be thinking about is what the next two years actually look like after Modern Warfare 3. Will Black Ops 2024 release in a perfect state? If it does, gameplay and mechanic-wise... What do they do the year after that? If the, if 2025 is going to drop a spin-off Black Ops sequel similar to how MW3 is a year after MW2, how does that look? That's what I'm curious about because there's been, there's a night and day difference run over two to three. I'm curious what 2024 and 2025 look like. You know, how does that back-to-back -back system work? If that's what they plan on continuing to do, where we get these back-to-back -back type drops with carry forward, where, you know, you, one year you get a big game, a year after that you get... Uh, a spinoff sequel with carry forward material and then you after that you get a reset black ops and then so on and so forth warzone no matter what will bridge the gap with all of that shit you get all the content inside of warzone but really curious to see um how, how that pans out in the future but like you said people were asking for a new game essentially <laughs> and i think it's better to be like okay here's what you asked for in a new game versus here's what you asked for with a patch and 40 dollar price tag to get something else to get you know maps that typically would be free that's, that's yeah, like, the way I see it. Here's it's like it's like you said they could have patched MW two to have all this movement and all that stuff, but again the original apparently the original plan was all of those maps from MW two were going to be a paid expansion. You get them all at once. But right. for the last four years of Call of Duty, we haven't been doing that. So why would we do it today? It just makes no sense. So not only are you getting those maps that you're originally going to pay for anyways, you're getting new guns. Off the bat, you don't have to do, like, so many challenges. You just level up and play it like normal. You get a whole new campaign. You're getting a new zombies. And you're getting, like... Well, the Warzone experience is going to be free anyway, so I'm not even going to mention that. But not only that, you're getting some graphical overhauls, too. Right. And on top of that, you're also basically paying for insurance because you're getting all of your MW2 stuff again. You're getting to use it again, and there's no, like... We're not gonna say, oh, you can't have the, you can't have your Homelander skin in this game. You can't have this. Everything have transfers. Your whole inventory. Your whole inventory. Yeah. So that's basically a makeup. They're like, okay, we get it. We said uh, some people think this was a year two game. It never was supposed to be a year two game. Whatever. I don't. Whatever it is. They're like, okay, think of it that this is the year two in a sense. Think of it that this is it, and this, but it's just put into a new title. But you literally, it's it's. 
you get everything from the last game. So you're not missing out on anything. You're not having to restart from fresh. You can just, oh, you love your little CDL skin? Dude, equip it right off the bat and then go slide cancel your heart's content, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure, dude. I mean, on top of that, too, Sledgehammer has always done a great job with cinematics, with, with graphics in general. The gameplay review we got at Gamescom, by the way, I still can't believe the the, the GTA 6 uh, interruption. I, again, uh, poor Jeff Keighley. Like poor Jeff Keighley. I nominate the Billy Clinton, and then now this time it was like, Bill Clinton wants GTA 6. Like, what? I I feel bad for Jeff Keighley. He had to deal with that twice in a row. But Jeff shouldn't deal with that. Jeff shouldn't deal with that. But the MW3 panel was fantastic, and we'll get into, like, the nitty-gritty. They, they showed additional gameplay aside from this campaign mission, Operation 627. There's a graphical improvement for sure. With this footage, when you when you look at this versus Modern Warfare 2, huge improvement. Uh, the sound design is excellent. Lots of new features. I wonder if that grapple gun's going to work inside of, uh, you know, Warzone or something. But looks awesome. Now, we could speculate, though, story-wise at least, what's going on here. Because it seems like we're playing as Coney, but we're not. Because then a blog post confirmed that this prison, which we'll get to the dance in a few minutes as well. We don't get into that yet. But apparently, Coney has occupied the, the Verdance prison. And they're keeping somebody very special, a prisoner. That's uh, that's prisoner six two seven. So in the original Modern Warfare two thousand nine, Price was in the Gulag as prisoner six two seven. He got captured in COD four. Somebody is in this mission attempting to break him out. Apparently a PMC group. I could have sworn the audio I heard in this gameplay was of Ghost and Soap and you know one four one. It's unclear who the hell we're playing as here, but. Clearly, the original theory that we're going to break out Makarov or that Coney's breaking out Makarov, that's not true. We're breaking out somebody special. Could be Price. I know actor Barry Sloan, who plays Price, on Twitter changed his Twitter name to 627. So are we breaking out Price? If so, how did he get captured? What happened in between the last raid and this game? What the hell's going on here? That's something to think about. Other than that, though, the gameplay just screams Modern Warfare, nitty-gritty, uh, that whole you know realism approach. It, it is absolutely just terrifying gameplay imagine just being the uh the the coney the coney the coney guards in this prison right they got absolutely demolished Dude. by whoever the hell this group is wow <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say wow to this i gameplay. mean hey if you want a tinfoil hat on you want like you guys want some quick little speculation to get you some hype because i know some of you definitely love talking about this story thing and like figuring out where it's gonna go so say we are rescuing Price because it's not like they're really hiding it. Because if this is a Coney Rand prison and Makarov's in the prison and he's like the leader of Coney, then this is obvious. Like how he got captured, this could easily be a classic like one for one thing. Like he's getting captured on purpose to get info on Coney and Mac like Makarov. I love that. He's closer to him. I love that. But he's also in danger. So maybe now by this point, the reason they're rescuing him is because. It, Makarov's heating up with a lot more stuff, so they think they need to, they need to get him out before things get bad. That could be a thing, because I know a lot of you think Price is gonna die. I personally don't, but this this is just a way for like I think Ma like Price to get close to Makarov to learn more, so that way they can try and be a step ahead of Makarov, even though Makarov is currently a step ahead of them. Maybe two, it just depends. Right. I think this also raises a good discussion. I saw Phantom Ice on Twitter tweeted about this. He mentioned that essentially the rebooted Modern Warfare story is behind, pacing-wise, from the original Modern Warfare trilogy. They followed similar beats, right? The new games and the old games have followed similar beats in terms of big events that happened, such as, you know, Shadow Company coming in, Shepard's Betrayal, uh, uh, you know, so on and so forth. Um, Price getting captured, us breaking him out, Macraft coming into the mix. 
that's all happening much later in the rebooted series because Modern Warfare 19's role essentially was to kind of reintroduce us to these characters and not have one for one until the very end of the game. We didn't even have Ghost or Soap in that game. So if they take the entirety of this new campaign to introduce us to Makarov, who he is, you know, uh, follow up on No Russian, you know, Price getting captured, if they take the whole game to establish those events, then I want to say that we're not going to have anything big really happen to where it concludes the Mono Warfare series. It's almost like they're setting up more games. There is still much more to be desired with these characters. I don't think Macro's going to die in this game. I think if any one-for-one members are to die, it's going to be either Price, Farah, or Gaz. I don't see Ghost, Soap, Alejandro, or Alex dying at all. I think there's more to do with those characters. But um, I do want to bring something up. I just linked you the article on Discord. Let me pull it up real quickly. So there was an interview done with, I believe it was... Let's see. David Who, Swenson. He David is the video games creative director. Got it. So in an interview with the Washington Post, he mentioned that there's more that they have planned with these Modern Warfare characters in the future. So whether that means raid episodes or post-launch cinematic cutscenes, or whether that means other games entirely, right? Maybe a new Black Ops game comes out in a couple years and it follows up on the 2025 Menendez arc and then, hey, 141 somehow pops up. Or that means literally Modern Warfare 4 or a Ghost spinoff or whatever the case is. More is being planned. With that confirmation already, that makes me feel like we are not going to end up seeing, you know, some type of conclusion in this game where the Modern Warfare reboot's over. That, that's, that's what I feel at least. Especially with the fact that they are purposely, you know, repeating certain elements and beats from... The OG Modern Warfare trilogy, but they're just doing it in a slower pace, right? Does MW3 end on a cliffhanger where World War Three gets started, Makarov wins essentially, and then there's there's the aftermath of that that gets explored in a couple years from now in a Modern Warfare Four. Lots to be desired with that. I think I'm I'm really looking forward to where this is going to go narrative wise. But um, I love that theory by the way about Price capturing stuff on purpose. Like what is happening here with Coney? Um, that's certainly something. Uh, to look forward to but any any final thoughts on, on the gameplay aspect of the uh campaign premiere from gamescom God, it's just i wonder if that oh I, I don't know if it is they said this is the first mission so i wonder if that has to do with the open combat because if it does if that's just one way you can do this mission that is a very well put together like free choice mission sure sure but we I, don't know yeah. if this, we don't know if this is an open combat one this one may not be because if, if it seems linear prize, yeah, it yeah seems you may have to rescue Price in a specific way or else, you know, the whole rest of the campaign just doesn't exist. Right. But. Hey, brother DK's in chat. What's up, Taco? Mr. Grape... Or, Taco. Uh, Jordan, Mr. Grape Crumbs. What's going on? Jordan! Jordan Doan. That goat emoji was for you, by the way, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, I want to say this is a linear mission. So what they've confirmed is that this campaign will consist of half linear missions, half open combat missions. Does that mean that... They may have had limited time to make the game. I assume so. Therefore, they didn't have a lot of time to make, you know, uh, 13 complete linear missions. So they made half of them open world, open combat ones where you have the freedom to choose how you want to do certain things, which might actually extend the length of campaign and further the narrative in cooler ways. We'll have to wait and see how that goes. But I I'm going to guess this campaign mission is certainly a linear one. Um, that's how I'll put it. But essentially expanding on... The way that some of the Black Ops 3 campaign missions worked and also Cold War had a few missions like Desperate Measures where you had the freedom to kind of navigate your way throughout a big environment and choose how you wanted to progress. I'm not sure if it'll be the Cold War approach where certain decisions you make in the mission or in some of the missions will drastically change the outcome of the story. Will it give you alternate endings? 
how will that work? We're not exactly sure, but at the very least, half the missions inside of Mono Over 3 will be open combat ones. They posted a new Intel drop, and round of applause to Sledgehammer for bringing Intel drops back. Those are great. We love when Infinity War did those for Mono Over 2. Little sit-downs with devs, because those are the closest we get to studio broadcasts that Treyarch would do every season, right? Sitting down, talking to the community in depth, answering questions, and talking about all of their plans, which obviously is uh, easier clarity-wise, transparency-wise, than just putting out tweets or blog posts. So I love that they brought the Intel oh. drops back. And open open combat too. I mentioned this in the article I wrote for it. Um, open. Okay, so if any of you in chat have ever played the video game Dishonored, it it sounds pretty much like that. So how Dishonored missions are set up is, you you start off in an area, and then you have this giant area. You can simply free roam. It's not exactly free roam, but you can you can go wherever you want pretty much. And you have a certain objective you have to do. So, like, you have to kill this person. But you can either choose to kill them. You can either choose not to kill them. You can choose a way to, like, sabotage, like, their career or something. It's similar things like that. And that's what open combat sounds like to me. It sounds like you get... Okay, so, like, for example, you start off in this mission. And basically what happens is you have to go save Gaz. Gaz is, like, locked up. You got you get captured. Your, your goal is you're, like, you're one of the one for one. You have to go save Gaz. Well, you get the freedom to choose however you want to do that. You have the objective. You have the playground. However you get there is purely up to you. We're not going to hold your hand through it. That's what it sounds like. That's exactly what Dishonored is. And I love Dishonored because it's so replayable in that aspect. Because I replayed Dishonored like recently. And there are some things that I never noticed the first time playing it. And I've played that game many times. So it, there's so much replayability that you can miss. Because I think it also says in the, art, uh, the article you sent me um, that uh, they, they asked the question. They said, hey, what did you think of the cave? And then somebody replied back, what cave? And they said that they've played that mission about 20 times. So if they've played it 20 times and they've never ran into the cave, imagine all the small Easter eggs Sledgehammer can hide in places, secret guns, maybe secret blueprints you can grab. Who knows what can be added? And it's it's crazy to think what they could do with it. It's also, it's also a matter of replayability, right? Because usually campaigns are played once. Maybe twice if you're going to go for the achievements or if you want to revisit the story on a harder difficulty. But to have rewards and to have that open world aspect to it, that's increasing replayability beyond what we've ever had in a COD campaign. And I love the fact that Mono for Two's campaign, not only do we have early access to it, making sure that it's more accessible to more people so that nobody out there is like, oh, I'm falling behind in multiplayer, zombies, Warzone. No, no, no. You get an early access period if you pre-order for a whole week. Gives you time to immerse yourself in the story, the environments, with the weapons, the characters. Great. But then you also get rewards for beating the campaign. Um, Mono for Two offered several cosmetic rewards. Let me pull up a picture, actually. I forgot how many dropped. MW2 campaign rewards. Let's see. How many dropped? Because I remember they revealed this when I was on a flight to, I think, my birthday trip. Oh, here we go. mission for sure had one. Y so by beating it, you get access to the Nova, Reyes, Troy, and Hutch operators. You get the Union Guard M4 Blueprint, uh, Emblem, Double Weapon XP Token, and a Soap Calling Card. So you finish campaign, earn these in-game items, and more. Uh, that's awesome. All of that content, of course, usable inside of um, Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone. You also get more than that. It's on. It's not in the graphic they made, but you also get you get a lot. Actually, get a lot more than I thought here. Lots of XP tokens. Um, actually, multiple calling cards. And multiple emblems. So yeah, you actually get quite a bit. There's a full blog post about it from last year. So increasing ways to make campaigns replayable, more fun. Totally down for that. Definitely a fan of uh, that new system. 
And I think open combat missions are just going to expand on that too. Giving you a reason to go back and play the mission one day. If you, if you beat a mission in stealth, you might go back one day and just go guns blazing. You might go back one day and, and you know, just, just use vehicles or just use equipment. Like, there's going to be different ways to play these missions. And that segues into a crazy topic that I do not want to miss. And that is the return of Verdansk. So we've gotten lots and lots of gameplay of the open combat Verdansk mission, which takes place at the dam. But we do know that Verdansk is back in another way because of the prison, Operation 627. And we also got flashbacks in the Makarov reveal trailer of what looks like the stadium being overrun by a terrorist attack or something. So with Verdansk coming back, that leads to a couple of issues narrative-wise. Is the Zombies nuke event from a couple of years ago, is that still canon? Or are we just being misled here with the gameplay we have seen so far for Verdansk? Right? Did they retcon that and made it to where? Oh yeah, there was an out. There was some type of attack on Verdansk, but it wasn't zombies. It was maybe Coney or, or someone else. That's the big question to ask right now because right now I think up to this point it's been made very clear through intel through raids that Black Ops and Modern Warfare do take place in the same timeline in the same universe now. Ever since Modern Warfare nineteen, all the games are connected. But the nuke event that happened in season three of Cold War on Verdansk. Did that even happen? Maybe it didn't. Now, Taco, you feel strongly about this topic. Mm. You 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 mentioned the, you mentioned in an article how you felt about it. You you mentioned it, uh, you know, in private DMs. How are you feeling about the debate about whether or not that event was canon or not? Is Verdansk still standing as it was after Modern Warfare 19 season six? God, you giving me the reins? You giving me the reins? I am All doing. right, everybody, <laughs> action! Here we go. Yeah, get it going. In the article, if you guys have ever read the detonated article I wrote, uh, I basically said is how, how Verdance is back. And I mentioned, you know, like that Verdance, this new one takes place in 2023, specifically Operation 627, the mission that starts the game, takes place on October 13th, 2023. And it takes place in the prison. And other than the slight little scaffolding and stuff, which they're probably just repairing a few things, there, it, it looks like prison, for the most part, is fine. Nothing happened. Well, the nuke if you guys can see, is like, it's a pretty big nuke. But what kind of nuke is it? Well, according to Margo International over on X slash Twitter, they say it's just a tactical nuke. I don't remember them specifically saying what kind of nuke it was, but tactical nukes are not big nukes. They're actually smaller than the one they shot at Hiroshima, funny enough. So take, for example, nuclear fallout. Nuclear fallout, you have to be like at least, I think it's seven, eight miles away for you to be okay, which is pretty pretty decently sized i don't know if you guys have ever seen seven eight miles but that's that's roughly the same that's roughly the size of um downtown which is exactly where the nuke got hit it got hit around downtown so when you look into it you have the nuclear fallout that happens and you have 48 hours when you can actually go outside and slowly breathe air um right on top of that it'll it could take like one two five years for the entire nuclear fallout to go away depending on the nuke so if they did shoot a tactical nuke it's highly possible that it just took out downtown maybe affected a little bit of stadium but not too much where they couldn't rebuild it and it's it, it could it could easily be done in like a year or two and then all the radiation is gone and they can go back and rebuild for dance but here's another thing too is prison is barely touched. And now they haven't shown us a single piece of Verdansk other than the part of the dam, slight parts of like a little bit outside the dam, and the prison. 
We don't know. We, they haven't shown any skylines of Verdansk, no nothing. So they could be doing this thing where they're like, what actually happened to Verdansk? Is it destroyed? Is it not? I feel like they're not going to say anything until the game comes out as a reason for you to play it. Which is which is a smart move, because it really it's really bugging me that I have no idea what's happening for dance. So there's two things that could have happened. One, the entire nuke just never happened. Or two, it did. So let's go for the case it did, back to what Margo International is saying. Um, it's smaller than the Hiroshima one. The radiation decreased uh, tremendously in Hiroshima after one week, by the way. Tremendously. And they were able to rebuild pretty quickly afterwards. I think it took them like two, three years to finish... Um, getting back to where Hiroshima needed to be. And, you, you know, basically saying, yeah, there's some, there's going to be some parts of the buildings that are maybe hurt, maybe are. But if, like, again, if this is a tactical nuke, if you've ever played COD 4, I think they use a tactical nuke. I could be very wrong. And it, it just depends on the damage. It really, really, in the end of the day, it really just depends on the damage. Good so research went into this, too. Gone. I like the research yeah. that went into this. This is great. Because I even looked this up because I was really curious about how much uh, nuclear fallout can last and all this. So, if Hiroshima in 1945 can rebuild quite quickly after a couple of years, imagine the resources and technology we have now, how quickly Verdansk could have probably rebuilt. Because there's probably still people who live there. But, here's why I think that the nuke in Verdansk probably didn't happen. Because Margua International also mentions there's images of buildings from Verdansk, like the hospital... And they have a destroyed look to it. If the nuke hit Verdansk, that hospital would be a lot more destroyed than it was. What I think is the damage is from the armistice, which Warzone canonically is just an armistice where things just started going wrong. People were fighting each other. Why were they fighting each other? I don't know if it's fully explained in Warzone, but if it isn't, a possibility could be the Coney group. Because we know Coney controls the prison. And we know, because I put this in the article too... From Rose's bio, that it doesn't specifically say what took Verdansk. It right. says unseen forces had different plans for Verdansk. Yeah, and Zakaya's death was, of course, season six of Mono for 19, but then different plans for Verdansk with unseen forces. That's season three of Cold War with the zombie outbreak. So it, it practically mentions both events in Rose's bio. And maybe people are speculating the cutscene yeah. that we got shown in the Mono for 3 reveal trailer with Price looking at nukes going off. Is that scene prior? to the destruction of Verdansk because, you know, Killer Stidge wrote here, we know a UK team leader gives the order to wipe Verdansk, so what if the team leader was Price and the further and a further two missiles are tasked to also hit Verdansk to finish the job? Maybe. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's what happened. Maybe the campaign will actually fully dive into that, which will be I mean, wild to see. Another, another crazy thing is I'm not trying to, like, stay on this topic forever, but there's a lot of details you got to really take into this. So, from a writing perspective... If the nuke happens, you have to take into this account. If the nuke happens and Verdansk is fine and we're now in Verdansk post-nuke, where did the zombies go? Because yeah. the event always ended at the dam. If they're shooting a missile downtown, that's not going to kill those zombies that were at the dam. They all migrated yeah. to where the humans were. Now, you could have probably killed a few that were straggling in the city and all that, yes. But that's still a ton of zombies that are still that could be around Verdansk. And if there's people still living in it after the nuke or they didn't get, like, evacuated. Because in the trailer, in the stadium, there's people there. And Running through, right. Or not. We don't know if Verdansk is just, like, a pure militarized, like, war zone now. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> it's no longer, like, livable. It, it could be, like, yeah. a Chernobyl situation where nobody lives there, but you can go there. So, it, 
they also in MW two they don't mention what happened to Verdance. Period. And I also said this. I said you could say it was highly classified. Nobody was able to talk about it. But if the one for one was there, or even like knew what was happening at that time, they would have talked about it between each other. Be like, we don't want another Verdance situation or whatever. Never is mentioned once. We don't know if Verdansk is still alive. We don't know if it's destroyed. We know from calling cards that Verdansk is like pretty much like BO2's transit. Um, you can see the stadium in the background, so it shows that. Right. So, right. it depending it, on the size of the nuke, it should have taken out the prison on its own. Because that was a pretty big... It was a like ground hit. It wasn't like a building that hit it. It hit the ground. Margo's so tweet... Yeah, Margo's tweet really tries to emphasize that the nuke may have damaged the prison but wouldn't have wiped it the way that it wiped stadium and then some other yeah. some other areas so i mean so that's that also depends on what kind of nuke it was if it was just a small depends, pack, yeah yeah i can see it but if it was like a nuke nuke because who knows what nukes rebirth was able to control like because the nuke got sent by rebirth island that's in the canon but like how it, it just doesn't it there's a lot of things that need to be described for this to make sense i'm not saying fully that oh a nuke didn't happen or the nuke did happen i'm saying that there's so many connections that the nuke could have happened and it makes sense because like you know if it's a small nuke you have all that science everything that works out fallout being able to build the city that quickly yes however the zombies that's the big part are they in bunker 11 now getting well that, that, that's that's where that's where i like the theory about building 21 being in verdance experimenting on you know the zombie outbreak I, I, that's why that's where that theory really works i would hope that the multiplayer version of that map you know zrc zone one or zone one when that comes out or drc zone one excuse me when that comes to multiplayer next week hopefully that provides some answers but i because you know the little little the text when you you spawn in at the bottom left. I mean, hopefully it tells you the location. That's where that can happen, right? They can explain that finally. I think that would work well to explain the zombies, but it'd be a really easy way to be like, hey, the reason Modern Warfare Three zombies is a thing, as we'll talk about in a second. There's a description from the blog that says that the zombies Modern Warfare Three takes place in between Modern Warfare Nineteen and Modern Warfare Two, I believe. So. Is that not perfect? <laughs> is that not perfect timing to be like, hey, the nuke event from Verdance, Modern Warfare 19, essentially, because even though it was during Cold War Season 3, that was still like a Modern Warfare plot, essentially, because it was in present day. Uh, wouldn't that be a perfect segue to be like, yeah, the zombies escaped or something leaked and, you know, experiments happen after that. And now it sets up Outbreak uh, for Modern Warfare 3 or, or the zombies, what we're going to see this fall. That could be something. That could be a way that they set up zombies. Um, but I love your analysis. Again, right now there seems like a lot of juicy, juicy evidence that it's still canon, but then there's those little things like the dates and campaign that are throwing us off. But hopefully, like you said, the reason, the, the reason they're keeping it a mystery right now is so that we could all get the game and figure it out for ourselves really soon, right? That, that, that could be a strategy here. Dude, I hope, okay, so let's say it is canon still, which if it is, I'm perfectly fine with that because that leaves so many things in the campaign for you to like... There could be a zombies easter egg where like because the dam is close to bunker 11 say there's like a little easter egg where you do little things around the map you can open bunker 11 Ooh. go in and there's zombies <laughs> in there. because bunker 11 was yeah. used for the nuke originally there was a war right. in there and that's how you got the mp7 so what if they just cleared that out that was the one bunker that's still okay and it was closer to the zombies they led them all in there and they've been experimenting on them in there that could be a thing and also if Verdansk is still exploded, that gives them perfect reason to add in a brand new like Warzone slash Zombies map for you to play around in. It's like a post-nuke Verdansk, 
with zombies just crowded around. I thought that was the easy approach. I thought that was the easiest approach they can go with because in all honesty, I'm like, you know what? Bringing over dance back in campaign is great and all. I'm excited to see a, a new version of it on the brand new MW engine. Um, I'm all for bringing it back for dance. We have to bring it to Warzone. So be it. Let's all we'll take it. We'll play it. Let's see how it plays with the new the new mechanics, new weapons. But it sets up a problem, and I don't want to go too deep into this. But it's a problem when all you're going to be seeing, likely, and I, I tweeted this out the other day. All you're probably going to be seeing because Verdance is in campaign is oh, it's in campaign already. Just port it into Warzone. Oh, why is Verdance not in Battle Royale? What's going on? I mean, hey, even added as an NVG nighttime map, that'd be hilarious too. But either way, it, it sets up and opens up a can of worms that I'm not really looking forward to when they introduce us to brand new, beautiful BR maps. They introduce us to brand new experiences. And everybody out there in the comments is like, Everdance, Everdance, Everdance. It's in Warzone Mobile. Why is it not in Warzone 2 anymore? It's in Campaign. Port it. Hopefully that doesn't happen that much. Hopefully they add in so many good new maps that no one's really crying about it, but it almost opens up that door to, oh my God, just port it to BR. Do you feel that way too? Do you feel like that that's that's setting us up for a controversy uh, this year? Or do you yeah, think... I, yeah. It, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but no, like, no, like for dance, I, okay, if it was on the new map and I get it, after some people don't like Almazra, some people don't like Vondel, I get it. You may you may just like Verdansk. It may have been good. And now, if like we have like new buildings that could be added because of the nuke, basically just Verdansk too in a way, then that could easily make Verdansk like almost on par with Blackout if they do it right. But the thing is, we shouldn't have to just rely on Verdansk to be our only good battle royale map for Warzone. Right. And, I mean, this new map, apparently, that's, like, coming for Warzone is also being used for zombies sounds great. Yeah. And hopefully that takes away the, like, Verdansk better kind of things. Because, look, Verdansk is fine. I didn't hate Verdansk. It wasn't my favorite Battle Royale map. I still think the Blackout map is still my favorite one. Um, But, like, we, should, we shouldn't have to rely on Verdansk to be the Warzone map that keeps people. That's that's the thing that sucks. Because if, if Verdansk does come back... Warzone sees a resurgence of players and a lot and a lot more consistent concurrent players, then they're just gonna keep milking Verdansk, and then we're gonna get the same cycle of what did my cat just do? Where <laughs> Verdansk yeah. is like, oh well, why did you get rid of Verdansk? Why don't you? Why why are you putting it in a cycle? Why don't you just keep Verdansk as the main map? That, that's the kind of thing. Like you need to switch it up. Verdansk was great while it lasted. Eighty, what was it? It was Verdansk eighty four. Right, it was Verdansk eighty four. Yeah. For Dance 84 was basically just for Dance just watered down, and I mean that got boring. I mean, but so. you, know, you gotta think about how funny it is. You know, looking back, people weren't praising for Dance back then. People weren't excited yeah. when For Dance 84 came out. I was like, oh, For Dance 84, you got red doors, you got the black ops spin to it. We'll take it. I, I I was fine with it. You know, I I didn't I didn't I didn't say anything too crazy about For Dance ever. I was always like, oh, it's our it's our first Warzone map. Fine, but. The, tint, the the rose tinted glasses. I mean, you see this with the Cossack all the time. Oh, new map bad, old map good, new game bad, old game good. Right? We've seen that a hundred times. But hey, if they bring Verdance back, either through a zombies outbreak, either through just campaign, we'll take it. I'm fine with it. But you brought up something perfect segue by the way about the new map, and we got a glimpse of it in the zombies image. We'll get to that in a second. But apparently, according to creators, they were flown out to a private sledgehammer event about two weeks ago. They were briefed on the fact that the new Warzone map is apparently very similar to Las Almas layout-wise. The tack map they were showing is very similar to the tack map you could see of Las Almas inside of MW2's campaign. Apparently, that has now been turned into Urzikstan, which, if I'm not mistaken, Urzikstan not only has played a large role in the Modern Warfare reboot story, 
was rumored to be a Warzone map many years ago. That's what we all thought was going to be the second map after Verdansk. So Urzikstan is apparently our new Warzone map. They haven't said much about it yet. They're going to reveal that at COD next, of course. But I don't know, the Mono Warfare 19 season four cutscene also shows Urzikstan in the cutscene as like a as like a very uh, important location where stuff's going on. That's interesting. I wonder if the narrative for some for some odd reason shifted a little bit to where they're like, hey, it doesn't make sense to really do Los Almas as the BR map, even though we have lots of areas of Los Almas already done in Mono Warfare 2. That's odd. But the zombies image we got does show us a burger joint in the background. We did get burger joints in Verdansk, but this is not Verdansk. You see a lot of, a lot of Middle Eastern clothes being worn, the language on the sign itself. That's our first glimpse of whatever this Warzone map is. So... I'm very curious to see what they do with this. Um, I know other details about this map got revealed by Metaphor. Metaphor is a content creator that also, for some odd reason, has a source, has gotten leaks in the past, reported on a lot of accurate things about Mono for 2 and Warzone last year. He mentioned, again, no giant hill in the middle of the map. The points of interest are unlike Caldera. It's more like Verdansk. Downtown's very similar to that. Remasters of maps like, what are the maps called here? Uh, Countdown from COD 4 and Overwatch from MW3. Um, graphics are very, very cool on the map itself. And then on top of that, uh, you can add the fact that it was confirmed recently. Every bit of gameplay overhaul we're going to be seeing in Modern Warfare 3 multiplayer is also being added to Warzone. That will also impact the existing Warzone maps that we have. Almazra, Vandal, Ashika, unless they get removed for whatever reason, being able to see traditional slide canceling and all the other features coming like tech sprint or tech stance that's going to be in warzone now as well and warzone mobile that changes everything i know they'll probably end up vaulting almazra it's unclear how that affect dmz but they might vault almazra for this urzikstan map warzone's about to get like a, essentially a re-release this is freaking crazy dude there's so much going on here so i know there's a lot to take in real quick but thoughts on the big warzone overall coming with urzikstan this fall that's a lot I mean, this is, it, it's pretty early to say, but this is pretty much the Warzone 3.0. Pretty much. I mean, everything that was right about Warzone 1, everything that was raw, uh, right about Warzone 2, just mix it in together, and you get you pretty much are getting Warzone 3 out of it. It's not <laughs> yeah. Warzone 3. It's just wild. Warzone 2 just just reborn. That's pretty much what it is. Actually wild. And I think it's great. I think it's going to be great change for the people who play Warzone constantly and are tired of the same thing. All the movement, being able to get around the map faster, use whatever gun you want. The meta is going to change drastically all the time. Um, kind of like how Fortnite, all these different chapters and stuff, you have all these skins you could use from like chapter one or whatever. You can use your skin from MW two. You you like your you like your Homelander skin, like I like I said before, use it. You like your right. skin, your your jerky skin, use it. I mean, or you want to play as Macaron, dude, play as Macaron. It doesn't matter. It's is breathing new life in the Warzone, and it's really what Warzone needs. It needs yeah. it needs this special oomph, and being able to get all that movement, like how like how Warzone One when Vanguard came out, they added the moving while mounting. That's not in 2019, but it's in Warzone One. So like being able to add all these movement stuff flawlessly into Warzone, just as if nothing ever happened, is it, it's 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 so healthy for the game itself because it, oh, yeah. it, it's going to bring people back. Yeah, no, it's it, it's crazy to think about how much is coming uh, towards on this fall. But a good segue real quickly, coming towards the end, DMZ. Uh, again, it's unclear how DMZ will work when Mount Over 3 comes out, when the new Warzone map comes out. Will we get DMZ support on there? That's unlikely. 
I know John, aka Mr. Dog JD, when he was at Sledgehammer not too long ago, he went ahead and asked Sledgehammer, what is the future of DMZ, considering that Model for Three Zombies seems like that mode this year, right? And I know MW3 Zombies isn't free to play, even though I do think with the next Black Ops next year, what they'll probably do is another iteration of Outbreak that is free to play, and then Round Base will be on disc. But because there's only one Zombies mode for MW3, apparently, it's just going to be this Outbreak DMZ hybrid on disc you have to pay for. Uh, with all that in mind, what happens to DMZ? Sledgehammer officially commented and said that at this time, they are not ready to talk about the future of DMZ. First off, you got to remember, Sledgehammer had no input on DMZ. That's an Infinity Ward project. And obviously, Infinity Ward probably the ones to talk about that later. But from all the rumors that have circulated and from that statement, it's safe to say right now, DMZ is probably canceled after Season 6 of Modern Warfare 2. Which is sad, because does that mean it's a three-year hiatus before we get another DMZ again? Because Infinity Ward's next title probably isn't until like 2026. Do so we have to wait that long for the next iteration of DMZ? And... Does that also mean that the quote-unquote pay-to-win benefit bundles that have come out recently, were those actually assigned the entire time that DMC wasn't really making the studio money and it being free-to-play didn't really help? Therefore, they had to spice it up by adding in those bundles. So is that why the mode's really coming to an end? I I'm really curious to know because MW3 Zombies, as we'll get into in a second, is really just Outbreak and DMC combined, right? With even more spice to it. So I can't really see that mode and DMC getting updates at the same time. But how are you feeling about DMZ? And bless you as well. Um, do you expect a massive update in Season 6? Or do you think, you know, we'll get whatever and then they'll just call it after that? I'm not going to lie to you. I think, Kosh I think Koshai was the last big update for DMZ. Vondel. Um, I mean, Vondel at least. In the weapon cases. Well, Vondel, well, Vondel Vond weapon cases, yeah. But, like, the big is, like, I feel like it's Koshai. Because Koshai added more and it was also, like part of thank you spider-man for the bless you by the way um, <laughs> yeah allergies man like it added for the raid section that they needed unless they need just to have another section i feel like dmz is just going to be put away for a bit they're still going to keep messing with it but i feel like when it came down to like if it's in mw3 or not it's it's down to the fact that they had a zombies mode they really want to work on and they, they wanted to move all the DMZ and Outbreak stuff together. I feel like they wanted to put more hands on that so they don't have a Vanguard Zombies experience again. Um, so they're like, okay, we'll just cut DMZ this time. Is is it saying it can't come back? Could Treyarch do a DMZ? Sure, they could. But I feel like... I don't feel like it's going to get too much Season 6. I feel like it could get something. Um, but since there's no new map coming until... What is it? Rumor de December... And yeah, it's season one, MW3 December second or fifth, I think something like that. Yeah, it looks like Call, uh, it looks like Call of Duty really just wants to wait until MW3 to give anything massive still, uh, for like any future season. I feel like DMZ, it, it may get a couple of like, cause there's that new battle raid self revive. I don't think that's in anything you can pick up in DMZ. I could be wrong. Oh, uh, it's very um, rare, very rare ground loot. Uh, at least from my experience, people out there have claimed that it's not that rare, but yeah, it's also now available in that, uh, one of those new bundles with the DMZ see? benefit. Like that. Yeah. And like, I, I want DMZ to get at least one more big bang out before we, we, we lose it for who knows how long. But, right, I don't know, I feel like, I, I feel like IW's busy on something else. I feel like Sl uh, Sledgehammer can't really come in and help with anything. Raven's probably busy with Warzone. So I feel like they just didn't have time for DMZ to like, okay, let's figure out multiplayer, let's get this Warzone stuff out of the way, and then we gotta help Sledgehammer with a uh, story for this or that or whatever, whatever IW's 
like even doing. But who knows? Maybe we'll we'll get some. I'm hopeful we'll get some for DMZ for se- Ugh, season six. Oh my goodness! But I don't know. It's not looking. It's not looking too bright for our boy. You know, and that's the thing too, right? Um, because DMZ is a live service experience, like Warzone is. At any time, they could just be like, "All right, anything you did in DMZ or have done is being wiped, or we're gonna shut down DMZ." I mean, that could literally happen. Even though a lot of work went into DMZ. Think about it, right? When they end up saying, hey, we're going to swap Almazra out for Urzikstan for Warzone, that might also impact DMZ. But then it's like, oh, what about the faction missions? What about the weapon cases? What about all that? Gone, poof, done. Like, that could happen. And that's, that is that is a little sad to think about. But I think as of now, there's very little evidence that DMZ is getting anything moving forward. Um, I'm assuming we'll get, like, a blog post similar to how we got one for Warzone Caldera. You know, Warzone Caldera... Is shutting down less than a month from now, September 21st. You'll no longer be able to play Warzone 1 at all. Um, they might make a blog post at some point saying, here's what happens to DMZ. Here's the future of it once Modern Warfare 3 releases or once Modern Warfare 3 integrates with Warzone in December. They might end up uh, addressing it at some point. But as of now, it, it's it's very, very unclear. As I mentioned recently, DMZ got some pretty cool updates with Season 5. But there is absolutely nothing left for Reloaded that we know about from the roadmap or the blog post, leaks, anything. So maybe Season 6 adds in one last two route, one more map, uh, another set of weapon cases, a weapon mod that you can build, a new boss. We'll see. DMZ has gotten such good updates over the last year. It is such a good mode. It almost feels like a new, it almost feels like a new game every season, so to speak. But now the, the, the future is a little concerning for it. Um, I really love covering DMZ. I love talking about it. Hopefully, it's not the end. But if it is, it's been a hell of a run with the, the militarized zone in Mono for 2. But um, also, zombies, right? We don't have a full zombies reveal yet. Not much has been said on it other than the information that was provided in the small blog for NW3. And also, what content creators got to learn at that private Sledgehammer event not too long ago. So, let's start off with the 60-minute timer that the mode has, Right. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that effectively ruins what Outbreak was because you're implementing that DMZ gas storm type of mechanic where it's forcing you to Xville? How do you feel about the 60-minute timer for this? Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't see that big of a deal with it right now. I know there's people who want high rounds, but war- Outbreak high rounds, kudos to those who can do it, but... <laughs> just not for you. <laughs> just, just no, not for it's, yeah. It, there's people who can make it the round 100. I'm like, that's great. You've literally changed the map a hundred times, but like, oh my goodness, it's ridiculously hard. But like, it depends how it plays. Like, DMZ plays pretty solid for the amount of time you get into the match. So you get more time basically than you do in a DMZ match to do more because of course you're gonna do a quest and some quests. Yeah, I get it. Like, the full Easter egg quest, some of them take 30 minutes, some of them take two hours. It just very depends. But if they're anything like the faction missions, that's probably how those missions are going to be, and they expect you to do these in more different deployments. Um, I don't see that big of an issue the more I think about it. You're not really going to be going for high rounds in, in, in a DMZ zombies mode. I feel like DMZ zombies is more for the interactive experience of you being in there to do specific things one deployment and then get the next things the next one. So, like, one deployment, you're setting up for an Easter egg. The next one, you're doing an Easter egg. Then you're finishing the Easter egg and another one, and, like, you're, you're getting more upgrades and stuff on there. So, it, I've, I feel like 60 minutes right now doesn't seem like that big of a deal. For high rounders, sure, but 
I don't know why you would want to do high rounds on DMZ zombies. I, I know some people love doing outbreak high rounds, but hey, yeah, <laughs> get, keep your I, keep your niche and I, I hold on to your hope. I brought this up recently. I'm like, well, here's the thing, right? High rounds really never my thing either. But keep in mind, the actual zombies team at Treyarch is working on this. This is not a Vanguard scenario where it's like a skeleton crew or multiplayer people making the zombies for a different studio's game. This is the actual Treyarch zombies team working on this. But it's also still not their game. It's Mono Warfare 3. I'd much rather wait until the next Black Ops for round base. Talk about that before. Uh, let them get, have more time to cook in the kitchen. Um, let's just have something that's enjoyable to scratch a zombie's itch this fall. I'm down for it. Instead of having a year of no zombies, we get some zombies. We got the Mimic, the Mangler, the Panzer, the Crandy Soldat, Hellhound. They're back. That's awesome. But the timer now, this might be a mode, like I said, that is just not for high rounders. This is going to be a mode that is for people that like DMZ, people that like Outbreak. Might not be for, for any round base fans, it might, but it might be a mode that tries to appeal to everybody in a different way. So at least give the mode a chance. Maybe you don't like it. Keep in mind, Classic Zombies is coming back next year. Maybe you don't like it. But again, it's PvE only, no PvP. Squads of four with a max of six with assimilation. 24 players total in a single lobby. And you will see not only zombies, but also human AI. So essentially, the way that the matches work, the way that they're structured for MW3 zombies is you have these outskirts. Uh, let me find the actual term for them. There's actual term for these. Uh... Okay, there's low threat and high threat zones. You spawn in in low threat zones in the outskirts of the map. Not very many zombies to kill. As you move in to uh, crazier zones on the map itself, you know, maybe towards the middle of the map, you get harder zombies. And then with that, there's also human AI that'll either shoot at you if you mess with them or will just be doing their own thing. You know, I, I, who knows what kind of AI they're going to be, but soldiers that are on their own missions, right? Some faction of some sort, a part of the story, extracting stuff from the environment. You can shoot at them. So you can literally be in gunfights with AI. Hopefully not as frustrating as the AI in DMZ, but they'll be harvesting Ethereum. There'll be less human AI as you get close to the inner map zones where the harder zombies are. So you have a path to really either fight zombies, AI, or both. In this experience, um, and there's a new economy and a new currency system with this zombies. You can earn essence by killing zombies, doing contracts, looting, other special activities. You can use the currency on buy stations, wall buys, perks, even more. Yes, classic perks and pack-a-punch are on the map. You can also exfil, so the mode is extraction-based. You can exfil with upgrades, perks, equipment, and bring it into the next game. So to go back to the timer, the way I see it is that this is a mode where, like you just said, you're meant to do multiple deployments. Either way, in matches of DMZ or Outbreak, I'm never in the game for more than an hour anyway. Unless I'm doing an Easter egg or something crazy, I'm never in for that long. So for those that are like, oh, it ruins the mode. It's not real zombies. It's like, well, let's say you get into a match of this mode. You deck yourself out with some crazy ass shit. Oh, you can't be in the match for more than an hour. Okay, Axville, go back into the next match with everything you just had. You know what I mean? Like, what is, the, what is really the issue with that? <laughs> you know, what I mean? Especially with the, with the confirmation about the story. The story's told in three acts via missions. I guess those will be like your main quest, your Easter eggs. We're not sure. Completing missions progresses the story. There's the factions known as Deadbolts and Terminus Outcomes. The story takes place in between Mono Warfare 19 and Mono Warfare 2. And there will be some type of objective or something in the mode where it'll spawn you into a smaller section of the map. Maybe like the lockdown. What was the lockdown called in Outbreak 1? Oh, my God. Uh, the lockdown objective. Oh, my God. Was it just called lockdown? No, it wasn't. Holdouts, holdouts. There oh, you hold go. Out. Holdouts. Yeah, I was oh, oh my god, dude. I need help. Yeah. Holdouts. I that is I don't know if that means like you'll be on like a very small section of the same map, or does it put you in like an onslaught type of mode? I, we'll see how that goes. But those details that we know so far about the zombies, 
There's also acquisitions and schematics, things that you can find in the environment that you could take in to your next match. Things, you know, things you can find in the environment that you can use to build permanent upgrades. There was something called a ray gun weapon case described. So that, of course, sets up uh, some scary ideas, right? Like we see with the DMZ benefit bundles. Oh, buy this bundle and you get the quick revive schematic where you get a permanent quick revive every time, right? You know what I mean? That sets up scary stuff for bundles, but um, there will also be insured weapon cooldown slots or, or, or I believe it's schematics that are like insured weapon cooldowns where you can only build X amount uh, every so often and you, you get a cap on that. So with all that in mind, um, replayability seems to be a big goal here. Not necessarily... Uh, the length of time you're in a match, though. It's meant for you to want to go back in and do multiple things, do lots of things. That's as long as you know about so far. Um, and yes, uh, to go back to the joke, yeah, BO4 factions are finally uh, making their way to MW3. Factions are in. <laughs> so, Let's go. How, with all that, it's a lot to take in. How do you feel about this, right? Overall, with, with the way that all those mechanics sound. Do you think this is a mode that gets a lot of support throughout the year or does it not do well and do they pivot back to round base which i hope to god they don't do like with vanguard how are you feeling i feel like it's going to get the dmz treatment that they got in mw2 i feel like they're going to give it some big updates and they're definitely going to they're definitely going to support it to believe in it like for a while but there will be a point where they're like okay we're putting all of our efforts in the round base sorry we're just not going to focus on this as much anymore so we're going to give you le less and less things but if we get all the stuff we have in DMZ, like wallets, all that, everything, that's already a lot that they can add on to. This could easily be better, like, in, like, Season 3 of MW3 than it is at launch. Like, 10 times better. Because this zombie sounds great. This zombie sounds fun. This zombie sounds like any issues you had with Outbreak could be fixed because there's now, like, the higher levels. They're the higher, like, sections of the map, similar to how RPGs do it. It's like, it's like this is literally the zombie's RPG in a sense. Um... But, like, uh, so far, really, the only thing I hope they do is they figure out a way to do a day and night cycle. Because imagine being able to do this with all the dark ether glows and stuff at night, just randomly the nighttime hits. Yeah. And, it, like, oh, my goodness. It, there's just so many things they could do with it now. Like, they can, they can, this, this could change zombies in a really positive way. I'm not saying zombies needs to be changed. Just saying something every so often that's new and different could be like fantastic for a mode that's been going for over 10 years mm -hmm. right I'm, I'm 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 much looking forward to it again it's on disc you have to pay for it but we'll see when we get our full review of zombies likely with uh maybe a halloween event or a cod next it, it's unclear how that's all gonna work but as of right now i i'd say let's stay optimistic about it i know people are like oh vanguard 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 and you know it, bo it actually bothers me because the zombie team didn't work on vanguard uh, they had a very short amount of time to make it coming off of a pandemic game like Cold War. That, it's just so unfair to be like, oh, Treyarch's rep is ruined now and whatever because of Vanguard. Come on, right? But then there's also jokes, right? Oh, well, what about a camel system? How does that work? What about a pause button in Modern Warfare 3 Zombies? If it's like this crazy PvE with 24 people in a lobby, can you even play solo? I'm sure those things will be addressed really soon, but at least try them all before being critical. Have your opinion on it. Say that it's not for you. Say that round base is better. Let's play it first. Right, be 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 gentle with this. You know, don't don't uh, <laughs> don't butcher it before we've even seen you know actual gameplay. It's not it's not. Give it an open it mind. Don't nitpick it. It's like so much. Right. It's something new. It's something different. They're they're taking something they've done before, and also adding something entirely new to it. 
So it's going it's going to take time to make it the way you probably want it. It's you might not like it at first. Just give it some time. Check it out uh, every new season, every new update. Check out what it's got the new offer because that's what people didn't do for DMZ until very late. There's a lot of people who didn't know like DMZ had this or had that, but check it out every update. Yeah, it could be like the greatest thing change you've ever had to make you want to keep playing this, or it could be the thing to make you realize I don't have to touch it again. But it's always worth checking out every game mode whenever a new update comes out, so you know what's due, and if you may find something you like a lot. Yep, I think very well said. And before we wrap up with one more topic tonight, let's jump into some funny comments with who are these people? Ah, let's go. All right, so we actually have quite a few funny ones tonight that I noticed over the last like two weeks or so. First off, while he still does clickbait, this video is not what I wanted. I wanted a good game, but they only add nameless guns and don't get content like skins. Ooh, what does that mean? Uh, I'm gonna uh -huh. block. Yeah, I'm gonna block this channel. So sick of random bait. It's like, dude, the last two weeks specifically, content-wise, man, it's, everything has been so direct. So I, I just, comments like these are funny, man. Um, it's like, what has there been to like, quote-unquote clickbait the last two weeks? Specifically last two weeks. Like, come on. Um, <laughs> they sold out the same mission as last year. That's rich. Uh... I don't think this was the same. So, 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 so last year, the Dark Water mission was in Verdansk? Is that, is that, is that what we're saying? From, and, oh, no. and it was at nighttime, and it was wet, and it was like slightly raining. So it's the same yeah, mission. I, oh, yeah. On, and it was on an oil rig, but it's not on a prison. But that doesn't matter because you yeah, know, uh, Verdansk I, is canonically on an oil rig now. There you go. Um, oh, this is good. Man, this is BS. This was a data mine mission for a raid for Ghost and Soap. That's why you can use kill streaks. Dynamite is so far behind. J God and Jev have been to play. Zombies is DMZ, but can't kill other operators. Squads of four. First Yo. of all, Jev never Yo. played the game. <laughs> Jev, Jev has not played this game. Jeff has not played this game. <laughs> it's my, my favorite one tonight, seriously. Because this is like this is like three different sentences or three different stories in one in one comment here. I'm, I'm really confused. Oh, um, so the first part has me the most intrigued. This was a BS data mine mission for a raid mission with Ghost and Soap. Did it, you know we talked about this you know off screen before? An, a, a, a raid episode five that features like Alejandro, Ghost and Soap doing something else while the other raids were going on, and that kind of helps like bridge the gap model for three. That would have actually been badass, by the way. Um, and that would be funny if in, in the campaign mission we got so far, the gameplay we got, that was Ghost, Soap, and Alex. I, or Ghost, Soap, and Alejandro. I doubt that, though. Um, also, Dynamite so far behind J-God and Jeb. I, I'm, I'm just, I don't get that. Okay. This guy, this, uh, guy, this guy is behind if he thinks Jeb's played the game. Jeb has yeah. literally said he hasn't played it. He's looking yeah. at the gameplay. Yeah, weapon sounds are awful compared to MW19 and Mono for two. I think it's actually the opposite. Weapon sounds, like the oh, sound yeah. design is actually it's stellar. Great. to get the what? Yeah, so if you if you go um, back and watch that video, you literally hear me say multiple times <laughs> before Fajardi eventually says it. This sound design is great. Oh no, it's 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 nasty. Oh, here's a good one. A little snappy auto lock in the beginning of your video it looks very sus to me, and I'm sure many many more of your followers. Make sure you turn off your hacks before streaming. 
That's a good one, man. Guys, I have uh, to tell you this. Um, he does. Ha- and I'm just kidding. He literally doesn't. I have seen him play at his setup like three times. He does oh, not have. Oh, I was on rebirth when you flew in that first time, right? You sat next to me. I was on this like one v six rebirth. Dude, this man was crazy. Oh, yeah, we were cracked, man. That was and fun. He that has no fun. files on his PC. I can promise you, I've seen his files on his PC. There is nothing on there. I especially don't have any files on my PC after losing all of them last week when my he SSD died. Too. So I especially don't have anything now on this computer. And so he still plays the same. Um, yeah, you the kind of MF to stand still to chew gum. That, that that's kind of funny. I'm like, I, I don't, I, yeah, that's you, bad. What? You're the kind of MF never heard that. stand still to chew gum. Yeah, um, you're a cod chill trying to get people to buy packs. Prove me wrong. How do I prove you right with that statement? Though? Like, wh- what if I like? Do, do I get wired extra money to be like, oh, promote Nicki Minaj, dude? You will get you Amen. will get paid. Now, if you wanna you wanna be funny about it, I will say, and I can share this uh, with the release of Nicki Minaj. They do this every so often, not all the time. With the release of Nicki Minaj, they actually did send me COD points to review the content, or I could save the COD points for 21 Savage or the next bundle. They send COD points every once in a while to certain COD creators. It's not something where it's like, oh, please say good things, you will get money. It's, it doesn't work that way. Um, that's, that's not how it goes. We're not we're not I paid to say any good things about, about Call of Duty. It gives you a rough <laughs> idea of how yeah. those things work, of how people get money for promoting things. Fortnite does it to where if you use your creator code, you get money for people buying stuff. So that's a different thing. Promoting yeah. it to use a creator code. There are none in this game. There are yeah. none recently in They Call don't have those. There's yeah. been no creative codes. So I guess the only way a creator could have gotten money was like the Tim and the Nick bundle. If they bought them, I guess some of the money went back into the pockets of Tim and Nick. Right. I don't I'm know. I'm assuming, but yeah. He, he he won't get paid for saying you should buy Nicki Minaj. He's not gonna get paid for saying buy a rapper even if like he doesn't listen to her. Like that's they don't have they don't have the resources to give every creator be like yeah um we're gonna promote we're gonna have this new bundle come out we need you to promote it we'll give you they're not gonna yeah it doesn't it's I, not it's not like it's not that not that crazy it's not that deep yeah bro I fox with you I just hate how you act as an effing salesman for COD shit is nuts just be you. Anyway, at least you don't use female characters like who's immortal. And the reply says his title is clickbait and advertising cod packs is what he does. What? So first he has an issue with using female characters and there's quite a few of them in, in cod. Um, at who's immortal. Great guy, by the way. Who's immortal is awesome. Um, yeah. I fox with you. That's an, I'm going to start using that. I, I'm going to text Caden to where I fox with you. F-O-X. I fox with you, dude. Um, a salesman for cod. So I don't know why these comments come out. I always find them funny. Me talking about everything going on in COD, whether it's packs, whether it's maps, whether it's whatever, that's not me being a salesman. I cover COD full time. That's, I don't know how that's a salesman, but uh, yeah. Um, advertising COD pack is what he does. That I, I just, it blows my mind, dude. You, you love a video game. You love talking about the video game. It's also your job to talk about the video game and you're a salesman for the game. I'm a salesman for the, yeah. It's just, it's, oh man. Hey, if, if there's ever a DK bundle in the shop one day, that'll be a pack where I'm like, guys, Come now on, man. Yeah, yeah now, now, now I'll show. Chill. Right, right. It's like... No, it's like... Uh, it's crazy. Like, I love talking about, like, uh, Doctor Who. I love talking about High School Musical. I'm not getting paid by Disney or BBC to ever talk about it. Yeah. Like, I just like talking pull, about it. Pull, pull, pull up your... Pull up your cast up history, bro. Pull up your cast up history. Uh, no, we're not going to do Disney Plus, man. Um, <laughs> Disney sends me $1,000. Yeah. I, I. It's just uh, funny, man. But anyway, funny comments last two weeks. Uh, always chat as a reminder what that segment is. Essentially like a modern day version of hate mail. Um, Zero nobody, Fox gave nobody re- Yeah, people will tweet out funny comments uh, here and there on Twitter that, 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 that we all get. But, you know, no one ever has like a segment anymore to really talk about them. Like videos back in the day. Um, I, I, I just, oh my God, dude. The, <laughs> the comments you see on the internet. But... To wrap up today's podcast, bit of a longer one, kind of catching up on all the stuff for the last two weeks. Wanted to 
talk about everything in our pod. Um, very sad news. David Vonderhaar has left Treyarch. Dude, when I woke up to this news, I was really hoping it was a troll because I saw it from like a random Twitter account and then media started reporting on it. I'm like, ah, man, that, that, this one hurts. It's the end of an era. Now, before I go off on a tangent on what this means for the next Black Ops, how, how did you react to this news, man? Because this guy made our child that's happened, man. He he had the most creative control on like Black Ops 2 and Blackout, but he was still a big part of Treyarch since what? Uh, how many games do you work on? Oh my God, since COD 2, the big Pod red three. one. He, he has done eight CODs. Wow. How did you feel when you saw this news, man? About Von uh, I, felt, I felt a little bit like... But <laughs> that was great. I just wanted to use the soundboard. Great. I just yeah. wanted to use the soundboard. But that was gold. basically, I dude, back back when we played Black Ops three and four, Vonderhor, we mentioned Vonderhor every so often, like oh, fix your game ball and kind of a thing as a joke with each other. And Phase Jev also had his infamous talking about when they nerfed the DSR, and that was all Vonderhor. He always like, oh, why'd you do this, Von? Kind of a thing. Vonderhaar has just been in my head every time I think of Treyarch or Black Ops 3 he's the first thing that comes to mind it, which is crazy because you think you know I'm thinking of Black Ops 3 I think of zombies I would think of Blundell no I think of Vonderhaar's face on there and this should we I need to make this a soundboard bite but I will never forget the Black Ops 4 reveal of Blackout and he this, goes, this is, is Black Blackout yeah which was supposed to be called Warzone by the way the original name of BO4's BR is Black it was Warzone no and then they, they yeah, that, that's a crazy fact that uh, I forgot who revealed it a few years ago. But yeah, it's supposed to be called Warzone and they ended up being called Blackout. But uh, this was, I mean, 18 years, man. Can you, like, that's, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a grind, man. That's passion. That's love. The rumor was always that after BO4, he was trying to dip. Something happened. They convinced him to stay. He did Cold War. He, the thing is, as I talk about in my video and, and as mentioned in the article too, he really hasn't been in the spotlight all that much, right? I mean, he certainly revealed Cold War multiplayer with that studio broadcast, right? That was awesome. But during the Cold War cycle, did he ever even say anything? Did he say much? He, he, it was it was said that he was working on Warzone uh, the rest of that cycle, and who knows what he's worked on since. I mean, he still might have done something for the next Black Ops. He might have still provided input and still had a big role to play in uh in, in in black ops 2024's development but as of right now here's the thing right he made our childhoods happen essentially he played a big role in our childhoods he did a lot for the call of duty community he is an absolute legend wishing him the best on his future endeavors but what this doesn't mean is that treyarch is doomed the next black ops is gonna suck cod is over that's not what any of this means it's always sad to see big familiar faces that have been at certain studios for years leave we saw it with blundell we saw it with was it tony flame we've seen Andre, a lot Ka michael condre lee ross we've seen a, right oh god dude the list can go on it's sad 100 but sometimes and you can disagree with this i'll leave you guys with this uh sometimes it's best to end on a high note such as cold war end on a hoorah instead of stretching as thin as possible and Staying on board as long as you can, which could eventually lead to something you're not proud of. I'm not saying this happened to Blundell or Vonderhaar or anybody, but sometimes it's best to leave on a high note instead of being like, hey, let me push my luck and just stay as long as possible. When sometimes what a, a franchise needs is fresh blood, a, 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 a revamp, so to speak, with new, new faces, new people, with new ideas. Sometimes people that have been involved in the scene, no matter if it's gaming, movies, TV shows, whatever, sometimes it's eventually time to just tap out. 
and, and I'm not saying I wanted that at all for some of these awesome folks that have been at Treyarch, but um, I'm excited to see what new faces could come in and bring to the table to really innovate on a series that's been around for so long. And uh, yeah, it's just sad to see, man, because um, Treyarch obviously has a new studio now. Hopefully I can visit it one day for the next Black Ops game, you know, if there's a oh, yeah. event at some point. But it's sad that, you know, never got to meet uh, Vondar. But then again, uh, off topic, but I was crushed when Kevin Conroy passed away. I was hoping to meet him one day. Oh, my God. Um, I, Kevin Conroy, Lee, same with Stan Lee. Yeah, Kevin Conroy was my childhood. I am the biggest Batman fan ever. And he is, I mean, there will never be a voice like Batman again um, or like Kevin's again for Batman. And um, yeah, it's always, it's always sad. I mean, again, Vondar didn't die, but it, it's sad to see, you know, a big, a big departure <laughs> From from something that means a lot to me, right? So yeah, that was definitely uh, a good a good note to end on. Though Cold War was fucking gold, bro. I love Black Ops Cold War. The quote: so, "The back of the boat from hijacked." Oh, the Von, uh, uh, ba, ba, uh, Von Boyage, yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, you remember this guy got literal death threats for nerfing the D the DSR fifty in Bla twenty twelve Black Ops two. Dude. Wasn't he like responsible for most of what Black Ops two brought in? Right, he had apparently the most creative control on Black Ops Two and uh, Blackout. So, like, it, come it, on, man, this guy, this guy was cooking, and y'all were considering him death threats over a sniper rifle. Like, come on, dog. Yeah, dude. I mean, they got um, Matt Scrantz is still at Treyarch, man. He he is essentially like Vaughn's replacement for multiplayer design, um, which is we're in good hands with him still. Uh, but it was still sad news. And again, th this news came out it was it was actually a week from it was last Friday. Where this news came out. So it was also like in the midst of all this MW3 marketing and MW2 leaks. This kind of just came out of nowhere. And I'm like, wow, dude. Uh, but not that far from now. Again, maybe a good, uh, what, nine months from now? There's going to be a lot of info about the next Black Ops game already. Like rumors are going to start coming out. and it's it's So we're not that far from a new Black Ops game. But unfortunately, Vonderhaar won't be a part of it. And I think there's still been plenty of time he's probably been able to provide input for. Um for this next game, so I don't th I don't think it'll be the, this this thing where you know he just had no input at all in the next game. I think he still probably did provide some stuff, but yeah. Any other thoughts on uh, on Vonderhaar leaving? Uh, first of all, high time sadness. Congratulations on the one year. Look at you, buddy. Thank you, brother. Thank you, um, high time sadness. But Vonderhaar leaving, it, it it's sad, but there's nothing to worry about. A trainer's gonna be fine without him. Like look at zombies, for example. Blundell left. Well, well, okay, Jimmy Zielinski left, and Jimmy Zielinski brought everything that we knew about zombies to life. Blundell yeah. took it over, and then Blundell spun it on his head and created the Aether story that we base off of now, and then Craig Houston helped him with that, and now Craig Houston is cooking, too. So, if Vonderhaar leaves, people can people look up the Vonderhaar Treyarch. He is, like, a god in the Treyarch situation, because, like, he's... Well known in the community, he's responsible for a lot of decisions that the Ultra Air Games had. They're gonna look at that and be like, "What can we do that makes Vaughn proud?" They're gonna look at that, and they're going to use that as like, instead of Jesus take the wheel, or what would Jesus do? Is what would Vaughn do? Yeah, well, what would Vaughn do? I love that. <laughs> so that's what that's. I think that's what Treyarch's gonna do. They're they're gonna listen to what Vaughn did, and they're gonna make sure that they make him proud. Right. It's it's just it's just one of those like big salute moments. Like, damn, dude. That that guy played a huge role in all of our childhood, especially if you played a lot of COD. I mean, it it's it is crazy to see a departure like this. But you know, people move on, people get better opportunities. Um, I know even uh, you know there's, there's been so many people that have worked on COD over the years that did a phenomenal job of what they did and ended on high notes. I mean, I don't think there's any dev out there that didn't end on a high note for COD. 
Um, I don't think there's any dev out there that's worked on COD that was like, wow, I'm really not happy with this project. It just dipped. I doubt that uh, that, that, that was the case with, with anybody. I think everyone, everyone that's worked on COD has probably been very proud of how ambitious a lot of these projects have been. I brought up my video about this. Um, I brought up some interactions I've had with Vaughn over the years. Um, first off, I tweeted him in like 2018. Would have loved to see the transit bus and blackout driving it around while playing as Ted. Was that ever a possibility to be added? He replied to that saying... Let's see. What was the exact words here? God, I wish I could answer this question. Space, yes, with a period. Fuck, dude. Like, the, the transit bus was going to be in Blackout. I love Blackout, and I'm a huge Zombies fan, too. So the blend with Zombies inside of Blackout always made my day. And I think the fact they were going to do more with that is crazy. Buried was his favorite map. Hence why the entirety of Buried is literally in Blackout through Ghost Town. And I'm sure a Chronicles 2 was, was, was obviously in the back of Treyarch's mind based on, you know, rumors in the past. So that's why they had a lot of zombie stuff in Blackout. But... Then the craziest thing is that, what was this? Uh, I tweeted something in 2020. This is peak pandemic, by the way. This is, I think, close to 4th of July. I tweeted out saying, today officially marks the fact that we'll be getting the latest reveal for a COD ever. I'm stoked to see what at Treyarch has in store. Because at the time, I think it was Kotaku or which outlet was it that leaked out Treyarch was doing Black Ops 2020, took it from Sledgehammer. I put hashtag COD2020, hashtag Treyarch, hashtag Black Ops Cold War, the rumor name at the time, hashtag bangers. Vonderhaar retweets that because the gif I put in the tweet was him like preparing to reveal Blackout with like the fucking wingsuit on. He retweets that effectively confirming Black Ops Cold War as a 2020 COD. He then unretweets that a couple days later. He probably wasn't supposed to retweet that. Dude, <laughs> I, I might have got him in trouble. I hope I didn't, but I might have got him in trouble there. Uh, dude, crazy interactions over the years, man. Um, also sad to see John Rafcast that left Treyarch. He's the one that was like zombies, you know, the communications manager for uh, for Treyarch. Um, he also he left Treyarch recently. So. He went to respawn for Apex. Yeah, so he's in he's in good hands over there. He's a great guy. But God, man, it's been a crazy last couple of years, dude. I mean, Black Ops Four, obviously, I always say was you know it, or is a game that I hold dear to me because that was the first year I started doing content full time, and it was it was a crazy transition in my in my personal life to, to go full-time with content and black ops 4 was just a game to remember man i loved every mode in that game I, it's actually ironic how i didn't play as much multiplayer as i probably wanted to in bo4 because i was so addicted to blackout zombies blackout and zombies dude oh my goodness God, i can't man. even tell you the last that, time we played multiplayer yeah that game, i don't think i even hit master in that multiplayer i hit prestige no. 10 i think 10 but i didn't hit master that's crazy to think about that is crazy to think about but overall man um dude Treyarch, ugh, I'm so excited for what they have in store. How are you feeling about Treyarch though? For you know, moving into MW3 Zombies and then and then the next game next year, how are you feeling about? If they're if they're like if there's this whole thing where they're trying to move Call of Duty onto that new IW engine, Treyarch's about to take that engine and make it their own. They're, that's they're, about <laughs> they're about to claim about that. To, we're yeah. about to be playing on a Treyarch engine, not an IW engine. We're about to be playing on the Treyarch engine because Treyarch, yeah. Treyarch knows how to take what Call of Duty is. And make it look so refined, even if the game itself isn't perfect. Like Black Ops 4 felt refined, even though it had glitches and crashes. It felt good to play. So Tra Treyarch just knows they just know how to make a game. And I've I've loved Treyarch again forever. Spider-Man 2, when I grow dude, I played that game so much growing up. So like I I, I don't know, Treyarch Treyarch can they can they can mess up any game and I would still say it's it's really good. I, oh, I completely agree. I, <laughs> I completely agree. I mean, you look at the shortcomings of Black Ops 4, or even the crazy shortcomings of Cold War, a pandemic-made game, they made it 
the goddamn best game they possibly could have made. They did their all. Nah. They They're like, okay, we didn't have this time. We didn't have this. We, we couldn't bring as much oomph as we did before, but we're still going to try and make this fun for you guys. And that's what I like about Trey, because they don't give up on it. No, they, they, they absolutely do not give up, man. So I'm looking forward to their future, dude. I'm so happy that they have more time to cook, because this fall could have been a Black Ops game. And, you know, hey, as cool as that sounds, let's... Uh, Let's give them an extra year to make their game. You could say, oh, well, DK, they're making zombies, taking time away from their other game. I don't think that's the case, man. I don't actually think that the work that's happening on MW3 Zombies or MW3 Ranked Play or whatever from Treyarch, I don't think any of that's going to necessarily impact uh, Black Ops 2024. I think they've expanded their studio so much that they probably have the manpower to balance all these things equally now. They are a big studio. So, uh, yeah, I, I am very intrigued to see their future. And they will be playing a big role in MW3 this year. Zombies and likely ranked play. Which, by the way, how do you feel about them doing every ranked play now? Do you think that just makes sense and it's probably the safe bet? Or do you think that they should get a break off uh, other other studios' multiplayers ranked? I feel like they should just... I feel like they should get a break. I feel like they should basically take what Treyarch did for ranked and just replicate it. And have other studios do it. I feel like that's what they should do. Because their, their ranked play works. Right. Just, for sure. Their formula is just... They, shouldn't, they, sh they, should, they should be able to focus on what they need to do, too, sometimes. And not have to you know, help everyone. Right, right. Oh, and, and great theory in chat from Perka, too. I actually love that idea. Outbreak was ahead of schedule. Instead of just making it free to play through Warzone, like, oh, just make that the MW3 Zombies mode instead of instead of something else. And then maybe take what is good about that, and then in 2024, bring that back free to play inside of the Warzone app, and then you have ROM base on disc, boom. And then you have Onslaught, you know, for sure coming back so much, shape, or form. But, uh, yeah, with that being said, folks, Appreciate all the love and support episode 88 featuring our lead writer on that native, Mr. Taco. Great friend of mine since literally girl. At, was it? No, it was Chronicles Shangri-La we met. Uh, I was a lobby on, fuck, dude. What, it was summer of 2017. Holy shit, dude. Yep. Friend yeah. of six years, man. It's been a long time. But you can, listen, you can, of course, listen to the Mom Show podcast on any major audio platform of your choice. Uh, thanks to Anchor, distributes the podcast to Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, Copy RSS, and other platforms as well. Or you could always go back to the public bombshell podcast playlist on my main channel. And there's even a tab to click it on detonated.com if you guys want to click podcast on the website. Um, it has been a hectic last two weeks. Again, last Friday, we were very sad to miss an episode. My PC was literally dead. Nothing I could do about that. Um, for those confused, again, I have my PC where I do all my streaming, you know, playing, recording. I have my Mac Studio for editing and production and whatnot. OBS works on the Mac, but to set up a stream is a little complicated. So I had to unfortunately take an L last week when my SSD died. And then this week, Fajardi had crazy, crazy storms near him in Canada. Um... He's dealing with some personal stuff, so he's taking care of that. Hopefully, we'll be back next Friday. But uh, Sniper in chat, literal legend, great friend of ours as well, is our guest next Friday. So very excited to have him on next week. And once again, um, plenty of coverage coming up on Detonated through Twitter, through articles. Thank you, Mr. Taco. And what an adorable cat that you have on screen right now. <laughs> what an adorable cat. It, it has been a crazy discussion tonight, recapping the last two weeks. Mono for three, Mono for two. Uh, general COD news. There was a lot to get through. Um, any last words, Mr. Taco? Um, so, uh, everyone stay safe, including Fajardi. I, want, I hope he stays okay. Uh, stay positive. Don't look at the game as a negative thing. Always find something to do with it. And as always, just enjoy yourself. Be nice Good. to everybody and be nice to yourself. Well said. With that being said, we will see you guys in the next one. Peace out, everybody. Bye. <laughs>